Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Alicita, who's on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good Happy Wednesday, Sister Yvonne. God's got it back all the time. Good to hear your sound. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. And happy Wednesday. You guys um, want everybody to have a blessed Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Go ahead. Good morning. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's <laughs> Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Grateful Deborah Evans. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good morning. This is Courtney. Good morning, Courtney. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. Good morning, Miss Leomia. Happy Wednesday. God bless you. Good morning, Mother Leomia. Happy Wednesday to you. Good to hear yourself. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salisita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, sis. I love you. You doing okay? Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. The allergies. You <laughs> were trying to uh, <laughs> get the best of me, but it won't. <laughs> yes, no, we can't can't get the best of my sis. I love you. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning and have a blessed day as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Good morning Yvette. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Yvette. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning, Felicita. It's Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, peaceful and kind Valacita. It's Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. And good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you as well. God bless you. Good morning, Valacita. Miss B. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Thank you. Happy Wednesday, Miss B. Good morning. This is Delivered Demetra. Happy Wednesday. I love that name. <laughs> Good morning, delivered Demetra. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Thank you.
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Resilient Latoya. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Resilient Latoya. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning, Valuable. It's Moxie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Moxie. Good morning. Good morning. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Hey, Mox. I'm sorry, it's not Mox. It's Vivi. It's Vivi. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Can can the saints pray? You know, it's Teachers Appreciation Week, and so when I tell you the amount of pastries and stuff these parents are bringing in here, <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. <laughs> well, that sounds like a, a good problem to have. <laughs> you guys got lots of goodies there, and you guys appreciate it. God bless all the teachers. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place your phones on mute, and we'll begin the You'll hear a few phones that may be off. I'm not on mute. So if you could just check your phone just to make sure that you're on mute, that'd be off. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in during the month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled Deliverance. This month, the declares will focus on how deliverance is a transformation of one's being once they realize they are in bondage and surrenders their will to God. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. 
We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bernice. Declaration will be brought by Philip Watson. Then we'll go right into closing comments posted by the declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bernice and declaration by Philip Watson. And uh, closing comments will be hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is from Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 through 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Bernice. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we come to establish our legal right. All authority comes from you, Lord, and that those in position of authority have been placed here by you. And we take dominion and we declare ourselves winners. We declare victory. We come in the name of our resurrected Jesus, whose we are and who we serve, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. As we enter into your gates with thanksgiving, we thank you, O oh God. Thank you for keeping us in perfect peace as we keep our minds on you. Your peace we receive. Thank you for your grace and new mercies given to us today. Thank you for forgiving us for all things that we could have possibly done using words that weren't edifying, thoughts that are not conducive to your word. We know, God, that we do, we do not know always what we do. So for those things, we thank you. We thank you, oh Father God, because you make holy. Thank you for what you have done for us. You shed your blood that we would have abundant life. Thank you for setting us apart. Thank you, Father in heaven, for what you will do and how you will confirm your word. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ, for the power given to make us strong, a light to those in darkness. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for giving us the ability to use our lips to praise you as we enter into your court with humble praise and acknowledging that you are with us, that your presence surrounds us, King of kings, Lord of lords. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We press to pursue you, and our expectation is that this morning you give us the anointing that comes with the assignments that you have given to each person on the line and of intercession. We are conquerors and we win because we know that the kingdom of God lives in all of us, everyone on this line. We know that we can do nothing without you, and I ask that you help us all, Jesus, that you that your word says, remain in me and I will remain in you. We know that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Therefore, today we will pray heaven down to keep hell from rising up. For the kingdoms of this world is now the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. 
We find that in Revelations 11 and 15, and we declare victory. We have come today for deliverance, to destroy every obstacle that prevents us from having access to the kingdom of God, and to tear down and completely remove hindrances. The very thing that divides the army of God into portions and divisions that the enemy can manipulate and keep ineffective. But this is the day that you made. We rejoice and we are glad. We're glad for deliverance. We're glad that you have come, that we come together today for the same purpose, that we are all of one accord. Bless us and enlarge our territory. Let your hands be upon us, O oh God. Keep us, our families, and those we love from harm so that we will be free from pain. We thank you, O oh Father God, and we pursue you today regarding deliverance. Not just that, but we come with purpose. We pursue love, a location with a goal to occupy and abide in, a place that we can give out, that we can share with others, that place of love, a place that we can remember that love is uncrafted and unharnessed. Perfect love lives in each of us, and we thank you for that. Jesus, you who died, that we would have life and have it more abundantly. Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Think, oh God. We thank you, oh God, those who are ill right now. We commend them to you. We place them, oh Father God, into your hands, oh Father. We thank you because we know that no healing is too hard for you if it be your will. We therefore pray that you bless everyone, oh Father God, that we know and that we don't know um, with loving care. We renew, oh Father God, renew their strength and heal their ailments. Thank you, O oh God, for you are loving and kind and healer, Jehovah Rapha. God, when anxiety arises, when life seems overwhelming, we know that your comfort gives us um, renewed hope and cheer. Your name, Lord, is a fortified power, the right to run to it, and we are safe. We thank you. We wait on you, Lord, to renew our strength that we may mount up with wings like eagles, and that we may run and not be weary and walk and not be faint. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare victory for our leaders. We declare victory for our military, our troops, and U.S. veterans. We declare victory for our churches and pastors, where our, the house shall be a house of prayer. We call you, oh, Father God. The church is called to be a divine warrior, to stand as one person, one man, fully armed against the enemy. The church can only be as strong as the individual members of it. We must be armed, Father. We, Father, we come today and we sound the alarm on deliverance, oh, Father God, that we may be strong. We know that, um, and we give you thanks, oh, God. You give us the strength to do all things, oh, Father God. Father of mercy and grace, we come to you today, oh, Father God, asking that you would prepare our hearts and our minds, oh, Father God, for what is to come. Help us, oh, Father God, to keep your word hidden inside of us, oh, God. Thank you, oh, Father God, because we know that your word is true. Um, your word is hidden in our hearts, oh, Father God. We thank you, oh, Father God, 
that you show us how to accomplish what you have called us to be and how what you have called us to become. Thank you, Father, and Father God, for giving us direction, how we go out into the world and we preach the gospel, or we tell people, every individual that we see, that we know, that don't know you, oh, Father God. Thank you, oh, Father, for giving us that direction, bringing the people to the door. One will plant, one will water. So, Father, we just thank you and we declare victory. We rejoice together, declaring that you are, are Jesus, that you are the Christ, that we, you are Lord. We welcome you again, Holy Spirit, and we thank you for your presence. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come together, oh, Father, um, in worship and prayer, we thank you, O oh Father God, as we take our phones off, off of mute, and we, O oh Father God, will praise you. We will give you all the praise and the glory that you so deserve. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
We give you thanks and praise. We thank you for our minds to pray, a mind that is stayed on you. We approach you, thanking you with expectations of your miracles, breakthroughs, and deliverances. Thank you for lifting a standard. Thank you for relationship and fellowship with you, for relation, for revelation concerning you. Thank you for bringing us closer to you and further from the world. Thank you for receiving our prayers and for hearing us. And for these things, we give you thanks. We give you glory. And let your glory be shown in the in what what the word is coming um, with, what Philip is coming today with. We thank you, oh God, in Jesus' name. I pass the call. Hey, 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 hey. How are we doing this morning? Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I got a big Kool-Aid smile on my face this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are going to get this cracking. We're going to get this started. I'm going to preface, preface this comment right now and say whatever. As a matter of fact, let me say this prayer first. Let me say this prayer. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you that your love never, ever fails. Lord, we thank you that you are faithful to your word to perform it. Thank you for what it is that you are going to do today, that we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and, and perfect will yours is. Lord, may we be in alignment with you. Hallelujah. May we be in alignment with you in all that you do. Lord God, thank you that you are activating the people on this line, Lord, not only for those that that are going to get deliverance, but you're also stirring up that anointing to minister deliverance as well. And so we decree the walls of religion coming down in the name of Jesus. Every wall of religion coming down. Lord, I pray that you would wage war on that religious spirit today. Hallelujah. I decree today that there will be a strong uprooting of any spirit of religion that is present on this line, any legalism that is present on this line. I pray right now for the fire of your love, God, to begin to melt away any walls of religion or legalism. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you all. I love you. I want to preface my comment right now and say I understand that whenever we're talking about deliverance and when we're talking about uh, things that have to do with deliverance, such as demons, uh, since we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, Ephesians chapter 6, since we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, I understand those invisible entities those invisible powers, they tend to want to stir things up in us. I say us because I'm not exempt as well. And so what can end up happening is you could be hearing a message, you could be hearing something, and all of a sudden, something that that person says has irks you in a way that it's like, you know what, I used to like Philip, but today I hate his guts, okay? 
I just want to encourage you. It's not you. It's the demon. Okay? I want to encourage you. All right? It's not you. It's the demon. All right? So if you feel something inside of you, all right, regardless of where you're at in your understanding of what deliverance is, I just want to let you know because I'm only going to be coming from the Bible. All right? I'm going to be bringing scriptures. So if there's anything that hurts you as I'm bringing these scriptures, I just want to let you know again, it's probably a demon. And that demon hates me. But take it past me. That demon hates the one that I'm preaching about. That demon hates Jesus. And I'm going to give you a scripture. Okay? I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm, we're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit into demons talking today. I mean, there are so many areas I could go with this thing. Like, so, I'm so serious. Like, I got so much stuff I could share on with this deliverance thing. But today, I'm kind of going to get into demons talking, okay? So, let me start off my conversation or this thing we're going to do today. In Luke chapter 4, verse 33. So I want you all to go to Luke chapter 4, okay? I want you all to go to Luke chapter 4, all right? And I want you all to see this. And mind you, I'm going to say again, like I told y'all before, I got time today, okay? I'm making sure. You know what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't really going to have no time yesterday. That's why I come on yesterday. I knew today I would have time. All right? I got time. So anybody who wants to talk about this today, anybody who wants to have a discussion, anybody who wants to disagree, it's, it's fine. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. Okay? But I want to let you know, we are coming with straight Bible. All right? So, Luke chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 31. It says, They came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath day. All right? So, this is talking about Jesus. So, Jesus is in Galilee. I'm sorry. Jesus is in Capernaum. And Jesus is teaching them on the Sabbath, on the Sabbath day. This is what he's doing. Verse 32 says, And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. Now, I love scriptures. I, I feel like we should get something out of every scripture because the scriptures are life. And so I want you to think about this. If they were astonished because his word was with power, that means up until then, when they were hearing the teachings, they weren't really experiencing the power aspect. They were hearing the word, but they weren't experiencing the power aspect. I decree over you all today and prophesy, hallelujah, that when you share the word, you're going to share it with power, that the Lord is opening your eyes today to power, 
Hallelujah. That when you read your word and when you get into it, you are going to experience the power of God. When you share with others, no more will it be just about sharing a scripture, but you're going to share with power. People are going to feel the power and the authority and the anointing that is in the word of God as you share it in Jesus' name. Verse 32 again. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. In other words, this is why they were so shocked by it, because they're like, my gosh, it's, 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 it's power in this thing. I feel the power of God. Hallelujah. If we are not experiencing, this is in my message, what I'm going to say, but if we are not experiencing the power of God with the things that we are sharing, we have to wonder, what is it that we're sharing? Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that the kingdom of God is not just in word, but in power. There should be power going along with this. You know, you have people right now, there's a deliverance movie that broke out. And I'm only using a deliverance movie because it's something current that we can all relate to. Okay? We've been doing deliverance for years. Somebody had remarked last time when I was on his phone line. They said, man, Philip, he's been talking about this since he's been on the line, okay? I just have never really went into it deep because it wasn't necessarily the forum for it. You know what I mean? I, I yield to whatever environment I go into, okay? And people have been doing deliverance for a long time. Even when you look up revivals, demons were getting cast out of Zeusa Street. Maria Woodworth Etter. You know, I was watching a documentary of hers the other day, or rewatching, I should say. Demons get cast. Like, like, yo, like, this is what goes along with power ministry. Power ministry. Now, the Lord is graceful because the Lord will let you, if you want to shut your eyes to the things of God, he will give you the, the, the choice or the option of doing it. So we even have people that are called cessationists where they don't believe in the power for today. I've had a person, when I was ministering at a service before, um, they brought me to a Methodist campground. And I was ministering at a Methodist campground. And they wanted me, during this, during this conference they were having for the week here, they wanted me to introduce the prophetic to them. And I still remember this guy, saying in front of everybody, man, I'm not in none of this stuff. And he got up and walked out straight up. Now, I stayed focused and stayed, stayed cool and everything like that. But he's also, I come to find out, a radio host. And that radio host ministers from a place of he doesn't believe that prophecy is for today. Well, guess what? There are people that also believe deliverance isn't for today. There are some people believe that Christians can't have demons. Yet, there's a whole lot of Christians. I spent, I'm not even exaggerating. When I, I'm understating when I say I've spent thousands of hours ministering to Christians, real Christians. I ain't talking about backslidden. I've ministered to backslidden ones too. You know, I've ministered to backslidden. I've ministered to half and half. I've ministered to those that are really in there. And guess what? Yours truly, me, I've gotten deliverance more than once. On the real, I will continue to get deliverance. Amen. 
a Christian can have a demon. So let me keep going into what I'm saying. This is a good segue into where we're going. For those of you all that are just coming in, we're in Luke chapter 4. We're doing this Bible study style today. So it says they were astonished at his doctrine, verse 32, for his word was with power. But verse 33 and 34 is very key. And in the synagogue, there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, you Jesus of Nazareth? Are you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So let's back up. Jesus is ministering in a synagogue. The synagogue at that time would be what the church is now. Okay? At that time. Because remember, this is before the church was birthed. The church didn't get birthed until after Jesus died on the cross, went down on the earth, then came back on the earth, then rose up to heaven after he appeared to the apostles. And then it was from them getting together and praying where the Holy Spirit came upon them. And then you had the first altar call after they began to speak in tongues and other languages. Okay? But up until that point, the gathering place for the quote-unquote people of God was the synagogue. Because at that time, Israel still was looking at themselves as the children of God. This is why Jesus came to the lost sheep of Israel. Because at that time, they were still considered to be the children of God. But there was about to be a monumental shift taking place. So, Jesus is in a synagogue. One of his children, remember, Israel was considered to be the people of God, the children of God at that time. One of these people of God, they don't begin to cry out. A demon begins to cry out. The Bible makes it very clear that it's a demon speaking through them. Now, I want you to be very clear when we're reading this. This, it does not say that this person changed appearance. It doesn't say that this person all of a sudden grew horns, okay, and their face transfigured to where they was looking like, you know, Michael Myers or something like that from one of the horror movies. Oh, this is a regular person, a regular person who all of a sudden had a demon begin to speak out of them. Where am I going with this? Is that some conversations that we're engaging in, these, they're actual demons that are speaking through the person. And so there's no pride or no, no religious pride on this line, let me just start right now, since I have the authority to have the floor today, so let me start with me as the person who is kind of like in a position of the head only because it's, it's my day to speak, okay? Of course, I'm yielded to Dion, but since it's my day to speak, let me say this right now. There are times where demons have spoken through me. 
Now, you might sit here and ask, wait a minute, what, what do you mean? No, it's not that my voice changed up, but have I manifested before? Have I said something before that was ungodly, said something, you know, uh, uh, out of my flesh, snapped off on something? Yes, I have. Was the Spirit of the Lord inspiring that? I ain't talking about times when I've spoken from a place of righteous indignation. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about them times where I didn't got all the way in my flesh. Now, I didn't curse or nothing, but I knew I was wrong, and I had to go back and repent. Come on. This is what we're going to get into today, all right? Some of you all are going to be feeling like, ooh, I, E. That's good. That's good. That's an area where we need some freedom. But I also want to encourage you that certain people or certain situations that you encounter where for some reason, when you're talking to that person, it feels like nails clawing on a chalkboard. You're like, I don't know what it is, but when I talk to this person, it's like like a screeching sound. I'm coming to them in love and everything, and I just don't understand. It's possible that it's a demon talking to that person. Some of you all, I'm going to encourage you. Some of you all, it may be your mother, your father, your siblings. It may be your spouse. Hallelujah. There's healing today in Jesus, though. So let me go back to this verse. It says, this person in a synagogue had a spirit with an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice saying, leave us alone. What are we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? I want to get to verse 35. Jesus rebuked him saying, hold your peace and come out of him. Now, I've done some studying on hold your peace. You know what it means when Jesus is saying, hold your peace? Shut your mouth. Seriously, go, go and look it up. It's saying, shut your mouth. <laughs> In other words, let me encourage you. When you minister in deliverance and a demon start talking, you can tell that demon, devil, shut your mouth and come out of him. Come on. That's, I, that's encouraging to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I still remember a time where a demon talked to me during deliverance. The first time I ever heard a demon that I recognized during deliverance when I was ministering. And that demon talked to me, and that demon shut me all the way down. That's right. This was somebody I led to Christ. You know what I'm saying? This is my, my, my buddy. I was excited. He was finally getting us some deliverance. And I still remember that demon told me, I remember I, I tried to call out that spirit of Leviathan. And that demon, I'm talking about his whole voice. He just looked at me and said, man, you got to come way better than that. And I was so shook. Like, wait. <laughs> this demon just talked to me and said, you got to come better than that. And I shut down. Oh, I got spooked. I'm going to tell you all right now. I got scared. I shut down. I didn't say nothing else for the rest of the delivery. <laughs> okay? That demon put me in a corner. I'm trying to tell you. My man Anthony was there. Anthony just, now Anthony, when he heard it, he's like, what? And he just started going in. You know what I'm saying? Call the stuff out. And so now I'm just taking notes. But that devil shut me down. I'll, I'll never forget that. 
That was probably like in 2014 or something. Oh, man. But it encouraged me to go get in the face of Jesus, you know what I mean, and and be strengthened in Jesus so I could come back even stronger. It was a learning moment for me because, yeah, I was, you know, I got trained in it, you know, near the, uh, uh, near the end of 2011, got put on the altar at Crusaders 2012, altar worker captain, all of that. I'm, I'm ministering deliverance every Sunday and every Tuesday. But it was something about us, I don't know, maybe not being in the church, being outside the church, and that one-on-one, and then it's somebody that I know know. And when they talked to me, and I knew it was with that demon talking to me, oh, man, I shut all the way down. I shut down. So I want to encourage you. Like, I understand, like, it may seem a little tripped out to you. Okay? And so Jesus told them, verse 35, he rebuked them, saying, hold your peace and come out of it. In other words, shut your mouth and come out. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and didn't hurt him. And they were all amazed and spake among them, saying, saying, what a word is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Now, let me point something out to you. You want to know one of the reasons why they were so amazed? Because they had never seen it before. In other words, here was a man who was going in their synagogue, who was attending their synagogue services, reading the Torah, doing whatever things that they did. And not once did he manifest. But let me encourage you today. You want to know when demons start manifesting? When Jesus comes in the room. I'm going to say that again. You want to know when demons start manifesting? When Jesus comes in the room. Hallelujah. When Jesus comes in, I want to encourage you all right now. Hallelujah. You know, some of you all in here that are ministers, that are leaders, I will start with you first. Some of you all sit here and say, God, I've done everything right. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But these people just start manifesting on me. That's actually a sign that Jesus is in your ministry. That's all it is. Because when devils see Jesus, they begin to cry out. This is what happens. Let me encourage some, 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 the rest of you. Some of you all may be on your jobs, in your families. You just may be minding your business and wonder why do they want to just come and mess with me? Because they see the Jesus in you. And when the demon sees the Jesus in you, they can't do nothing but manifest. Ah, Jesus! That's all they basically say. Look at, look at what this demon said. This demon just shouts out, saying, oh, leave us alone. Jesus hadn't even bothered him yet. Jesus hadn't even said nothing to him. It was the power of the word. I'm telling you, when you release the power of that word, it stir up them devils. Come on. If you feel like you get it stirred up right now, remember that I said from the beginning, it's not you. It's the devil. <laughs> it's those demons inside. And Jesus has a very nice remedy. You can get them cast out. It's okay. Some of you all might be getting annoyed right now. Some of you might be like, I'm, I'm sick of this garbage. 
but you're still listening. So you got to ask yourself, what is it? What is going on? Okay? And it's okay. It could be a spirit of Leviathan. Job chapter 41. Bible says Leviathan is king over the children of pride. Okay? That pride thing is strong. Oh, Jesus. It could be religious pride, spiritual pride. It could be, you know, some of you all might be into the homosexuality thing. You know what I'm saying? It could be a strong spirit of pride stirring up. Some of you, if you're feeling like you're getting a headache when I'm talking, that's one of the ways pride manifests. If you're all of a sudden getting sleepy, now mind you, I understand it's early morning. You all are on the West Coast, two hours, you know what I'm saying, uh, behind. I'm not saying anytime that you yawn or you feel sleepy that it's the devil. Please, that is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you was just up and alert and all good, and the moment I get to talking about this, you feel yourself yawning, that's that demon of pride. And that's, it's, it's good. You want to know why it's good? Because the Lord is letting you know it's there so it can get cast out. It's like the light is shining right now. And you know how you turn on a light? You know, you be in a house that got roaches. You know, and you turn that light on. And when you turn that light on, all the roaches just, just get the scattering. You get to see all the roaches that was around. Come on. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all know. Come on. But anyway, hold your peace and come out of it. Come on. There was a demon that spoke through a person. And this person, again, didn't sit there and change or configure themselves. Let me give you another scripture, okay, of how a demon speaks through a quote-unquote person of God. This is what we're getting into today, okay? How they can speak through a person of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you Matthew 16. And I want to start in verse 16 for a reason. No, verse 15 for a reason. Because I want you to see. This is for anybody on this line who feels that you are highly revelated. You feel like you got you get revelation. You flowing in the things of the spirit. Oh, my gosh. You are anointed. Anointed by God. Sit for such a time as this. I just want to make sure that you don't get too puffed up in your laurels. Okay? So I'm going to give you a little Bible story. Remember, everything I'm showing, if y'all notice, is not from some book. It's from the Bible. The Bible is not a book to me. Verse 15. He says unto them, talking about Jesus. But who do you say that I am? So Jesus is asking, who are you saying that I am? He's asking his disciples. Because if you read a couple of verses before, they were telling them what other people were saying who he is. But now Jesus is like, you know what? Forget what everybody else is saying. What are you, who do you say that I am? Come on. In other words, like having that conversation with your close circle of friends. You're like, okay, I hear what everybody else is saying about me. You know, it's, it's literally the equivalent of this. Like you ever had like the people, like maybe you might have been going through something. And when you're going through something, you know, you got people talking, you got some people talking crazy, and you might have to do a friend check for a minute. You know, yeah, I know this rumor is going around about me, this and that. 
but do you believe this? What, what do you say? This is what Jesus is doing. He's doing a friend check right now. Who do, you, who do you say I am? Simon Peter, verse 16, answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood is not revealed unto you, but my father which is in heaven. In other words, Jesus tells Peter right there on the spot, not only did you answer correctly and say who I am, but you didn't get that from your own intellect and from your own flesh. Oh, no, no, no. You got that from the Father which is in heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but if Jesus told me that the Father himself told me that in front of everybody else, oh, I'd be feeling real good. Okay? Uh, hey, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said this in front of the disciples. Come on. Hey. Hey. I feel so good. Verse 18. He says, and I say also unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Wait, hold on. Time out. So not only is Jesus saying I'm revelated, but now Jesus going to give me a prophetic word too? Come on. In other words, you sitting in your church right now, and your pastor call you out and say, you see this person right here? Oh, this person is the bomb. This person got this revelation. They did this, so now you feeling all good about yourself. Ooh, the pastor spoke about me. And then the pastor busts out and say, you know what? I'm going to prophesy to you all this great stuff. Matter of fact, the next move of the spirit is going to rest upon you because that's what he's telling them. He said, check this out. He said, I'm going to build my church on you. So you imagine your pastor, especially these big names, busting out and saying, not only are you moving strong in Revelation, but guess what? Going forth, the next things that I do, my legacy, I'm going to establish it with you. You're going to be the one that's going to carry this legacy to the next level. I'm going to turn over the keys to my entire ministry to you. This is what Jesus is telling Peter. I'm setting this up so you all can understand the mindset of where everybody is or what is going on. Come on. He's letting Peter know, I'm sharing like, all of this. I'm giving it to you. Can you imagine how good you would feel? This is Jesus saying that. He didn't say this to the other disciples. He's telling Peter. So he said, not only are you telling me that I got it from the Father, but I'm, you also telling me that you walking around doing these signs, miracles, and wonders, flowing in this great power, you're going to turn your entire ministry over to me. Come on. And this is Matthew 16. So this ain't like Matthew chapter 1 or 2, where Jesus is still new. Okay? Like they've seen the work. They went around and went out two by two, casted out devils. They seen the miracles. Uh, so this is after all of that, Jesus telling them this. My gosh. And then remember this, y'all. The whole concept of the Lord being the Father was still foreign to Israel. Remember, God is called the Father one time in the Old Testament, and that's in the book of Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 64, verse 8. When he says, you, Lord, are our father, um, and then he says how we are, the, uh, we are the clay, and he's the potter. But he wasn't really looked at as a father. That's why Jesus' ministry was so foreign. 
when he was like my father. And they like, what do you mean your father? No, Abraham is our father. So imagine Peter, who's a Jew. Jesus has not only told him that you got the revelation from the father himself so you can hear the father. But my entire legacy, I'm turning it over to you. I need you to understand the mindset of what is happening for where we're about to go. Because I want to bust up any religious pride that is on here. Any religious pride that will contribute to doubt and unbelief. Again, this is not towards any people. This is towards the demons. So let me keep going. Verse 19, verse 18, you are Peter, and upon this rock would I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse 19, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Wait, time out, Jesus. Not only are you telling me, Peter, not only are you telling me, Peter, that the Father's speaking to me. Not only are you telling me you're turning over your whole legacy to me, but then you're telling me you're about to give me this special power to whatever I bind on earth going to be bound. In other words, tie up, chain. Whatever I chained on earth going to be chained in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth going to be loosed in heaven. You giving all this to me? Verse 20. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. In other words, after you tell me all this, Jesus, then you say, keep this a secret. Man, I'm walking around feeling real good right now. But then, let's go a little further. Verse 21, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes to be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him, before we go any further, the same Peter who received the revelation from the Father in front of all the disciples, the same Peter who Jesus handed over his legacy to in front of all the disciples, the same Peter who was promised that he was going to have this special power in front of all the disciples, Peter, that one who seems to have all of this revelation knowledge and is so anointed. This same Peter in verse 22 took him and began to rebuke him. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Peter, you really feel like you got the, the, the audacity to rebuke Jesus? Look, look, y'all, he ain't just rebuking anybody. He's rebuking Jesus. Let this be a sign to show you, may you always stay humble with any revelation you get. Because revelation has the potential, if you don't humble yourself, to get you so puffed up to where you will rebuke Jesus. Some of you may say, I would never rebuke Jesus. But let me tell you something. If Jesus gives somebody a word and you rebuke the word that that person is ministering, who do you think you're rebuking? Let me say that again. If Jesus gives somebody a word to share and you rebuke that messenger for the word that they're sharing, who do you think you're rebuking? Come on, people of God. Come on, people of God. 
We're rebuking Jesus. We can get so puffed up. That's why we want to be very careful. Very careful who we put our mouths on. Look, I'm not talking about that manipulative, that manipulative gospel that people say when they be like, touch not mine anointed. Do my prophets no harm. And they really saying that from the aspect of saying, if you talk about me, God going to kill you. I ain't talking about that. That stuff is demonic. As a matter of fact, James, let me quote James. That type of wisdom is earthly, sensual, and demonic. You do know that in the book of James, when he's saying earthly, sensual, and demonic, he's talking to believers. What? You mean to tell me a believer can believe something that's demonic? Yes. And when they begin to speak something demonic, come on. Christians can have demons, people. They can be demonized. It's not that they're possessed. Nobody's saying that. But they can be demonized. We can. Now let me say they. We can. Okay? Let me keep going. So, Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Man, that's heavy when you really think about that. Man, you rebuking Jesus? Like, you didn't got that puffed up? You didn't got that puffed up? You rebuking Jesus? But this also shows that you can be anointed, that you can have favor with Jesus and still speak against him. Yeah. Yeah. See, let this level the playing field. And again, y'all, guess who I'm starting with? I'm starting with me. I ain't pointing no fingers at nobody. I'm starting with me. <laughs> okay? For real. That's why we want to be very careful. Now, I'm not saying we can't speak if something is bogus or something is foul or whatever like that. But I'm saying we, we want to be careful. You know what I'm saying? And if we have a problem with something with the ministry, Sometimes we connect the person with the ministry to where we can word curse the person. Yeah. Now, let me keep let me keep it going. Then Peter took him, began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from you, Lord, this shall not be unto you. Verse 23. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Wait, time out. Time out. Please do not miss this. He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Let me say that again. He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Let me say that one more time. He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Is he calling Peter Satan right here? Doesn't he know that Peter is, is anointed? Doesn't he know that Peter has revelation? Doesn't he know that Peter has been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven? Doesn't he know that this is the same Peter that upon this rock he's going to build his church? Did he, did, he, did he just call this same Peter Satan? He called him Satan, y'all. Satan. Look, he ain't even called him a certain demon. He went just right to the head. No, I ain't even about to waste my time calling you Leviathan, you know what I'm saying, Jezebel, religious spirit, none of that. You know what I'm saying, behemoth, 
We ain't even going to do that. We ain't doing the principalities on you. We ain't doing none of that. We ain't saying bitterness. We ain't saying rejection. We ain't saying lust. No, 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 no. Satan. <laughs> Man, you know how crushing that could be? Yo, somebody you highly respect in the ministry just come to you and say, Satan. <laughs> Like, straight up. I'm like, dang. You, I, well, I mean, you had to go to Satan. I mean, at least you could have said, like, one of them, them lower devils on me. Like, man, you, you just got to call me Satan? Like like the king? But notice what it said. He turned to Peter and began to, he basically began to speak to Satan. Because he knew that even though it was Peter that he was looking at, Jesus could discern by the words that were coming out of his mouth that that's not Peter. Let me say that again. Jesus could discern by the words that were coming out of his mouth that that's not Peter. Let me encourage you right now. There are people that may be talking to you that you engage in in a day, and they may be having a bad day that day. And at that moment, it's not them that's talking. It's the devil. Oh, yeah. The same way it happened to Peter and his anointed self. Come on. He said, get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me. And then he even got more specific. He said, you savor, or in other words, you like the things that are of man and not the things of God. This is how you know when it's Satan, by the way, y'all, because Satan will always desire the things that mankind desires. He doesn't desire the things of God. Satan favors the intellect. When we give people these intellectual solutions for for godly things, Satan favors that. Remember, he favors the things of man. It didn't say he favors the things of demons. I need you to get that revelation. Because sometimes we miss that certain things are the devil because we say, well, it's not put in a demonic class. It's intellectual. He desires the things of man, not the things of God. Come on, you all. But the point of the matter is, is Jesus noticed there was a demon that was talking through one of his followers. And what he did was he was able to separate the two. I want to pray for you today. The Lord is releasing his word to you because he wants you to begin to separate the two. Some of you all have been having strife with people in your lives. You've been having an ongoing thing. Never once realizing that it's an actual demon that you're dealing with. Come on. Some of you all, because you don't even engage in the deliverance ministry, you wouldn't even think in your mind that it's the devil that you're actually hearing. So you trying all these other ways to figure out the solution, not realizing that you're dealing with a devil. And when you're dealing with the devil, you got to use different tactics. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. Some of these arguments we've been having with people, you got to come to the realization that you are not arguing with a person, you arguing with a demon. The person is not a demon. Please don't misconstrue my words. 
The person is not a demon. I'm going to say it again. The person is not a demon, but you're arguing with a demon. And you got to be able to differentiate the two. Jesus knew that in this particular area, Peter's spirit, I mean, Peter's soul, not his spirit, Peter's soul was still in bondage in this area. As a matter of fact, we saw it in full effect when them people came in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's why I always caution people when I hear them saying, I still got a little Peter in me. You want to repent of that today. Because when you're saying, I got a little Peter in me, you know what you're saying? I got a little Satan in me. Yeah, I know that probably convicted, but it's the truth. Come on, y'all. We're trying to get free out here. Ain't this called deliverance and freedom? You don't want to say, I got a little Peter in me. Because we usually say that referring to where Peter cut that dude's ear off. But guess what Peter did right after that? That same Peter denied Jesus. You still want to say you got a little Peter in you? Because that means you got something in you that will deny Jesus. You got something in you that will betray Jesus. Come on. Peter betrayed Jesus. Imagine somebody side-dialing you, your best friend. They don't even know that their phone calls you. And you say, hello, hello, and then you hear them in the background saying, man, I don't mess with that bleep talking about you. Because, you know, that's what Peter did. The Bible says he started cussing. He started cussing saying how much he don't know Jesus. And I don't bleep with Jesus. Man, yo, man, get that bleep out of here. I don't bleep with him. You know how crushed you'll be if you heard your best friend saying that? Come on, y'all. I'm talking Bible up in there. This is Bible. This is Bible. Again, some of you all have been arguing with devils, demons. It happened with Jesus. I gave you two examples of him speaking to a person and a demon speaking. One of them is his followers. The other one was in what we would consider to be the church now. So whether in the church or whether amongst your closest people you be around. Come on, y'all. A devil can be talking. Now, Psalms chapter 64. It talks about how the wicked hatch up things in private or in secret. And then they say, who shall see us? It's an excellent chapter if you want to learn what the devil does in secret to come up with plans to try to bring confusion amongst us. Remember, he wants to bring confusion amongst the brethren. The Bible says he's the author of confusion. He appears as an angel of light. He deceives. Come on. I remember this, look, I remember this woman, and is she on the line? I'm sorry. But I pray that she gets some deliverance. And that's all I can say. I'm going to say this in love. But I remember this woman tried to come to me, offering me all this money. And I remember when I turned that money down, she offered me 10 grand. This, she tried to give me $10,000. Wanted me to lie about some stuff and whatever. And I turned it down. And when I turned it down, told them no and all this other stuff, all of a sudden, I was gay. All of a sudden, I was all this stuff. They slandered me. 
unfriended me, blocked me, sending me bogus messages, all types of stuff. Because I wouldn't give in to that. De- now, I know it wasn't that person. That person just needed some freedom and some healing. That person needed some healing from the spirit of rejection. Come on. But I knew at that moment it wasn't that person talking. It was a demon. It was a demon of seduction. It was a demon of lust. It was a demon of rejection, like all of these things trying to seduce me. Come on. It was a demon. It was a demon. Again, I'm going to say it again. It was not the person. See, sometimes it's hard for us to hear this truth because we feel that a person is talking directly about us. Ask the Lord today to teach you, come on, how to deal with people in love to where you still can see the demon, but you're still able to deal with that person in love because you're able to differentiate the two. Some of you all, you got baby mamas and baby daddies who got ongoing drama and can't come together for their children because they can't really recognize that they've been wrestling with a demon. Come on. You've been wrestling with a demon. No, the person is not a demon. But there are some demons that are going on. Some of y'all that are on this line right now that are in fornication and you find yourself beefing with that person that you're in a relationship with, not understanding that understanding that them soul ties and that fornication is opening the things up for the spirit of confusion. So now you got the demons of confusion having free course in your relationship. I don't understand why he doesn't love you, why he doesn't. Well, I don't understand why she's tripping and this and that. That's because you're dealing with demons. This is what's going on. Some of you all in your marriages, you're dealing with a demon. I don't mean you're married to a demon. That's not what I'm saying. You got to separate the person from the spirit. This is where the love of God comes in. Because let me start right from, from the way God sees us. When God sees me and you, he don't see you as a demon. He separates me and you. Just like Jesus did with Peter. He was able to look at Peter and call out Satan. Does the Bible say he kicked Peter out of ministry after that? Does the Bible say he sat down Peter after that? Does the Bible say he he put Peter in isolation a time out for a minute after that? No, because Jesus knew this was a demon. This is not Peter. Peter means well. Peter really does love me. But there's a demon at work that needs to be dealt with. Come on, people of God. The Lord is releasing his word today. That it is time for us to shift the way that we are praying for people in our relationships. Some of us have been using the walls of bitterness to deal with things that are really demons. Some of us have been using unforgiveness when it really was a demon. Some of us have been using this thing that mental health tries to bring in about, well, we need to just erect these boundaries and this and that. No, you're dealing with a demon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you know that some of these, these biggest beefs that you have, in, if you would begin to pray and intercede for that person and change your intercession, begin to bind that devil. I ain't talking about, oh, God, bless them, change their heart, Lord. Lord, let them get saved and change their heart. No, I ain't talking about them prayers. 
Yeah, they're going to get saved one day. Or they, what about when they are saved? Lord, change their heart. No, 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 no. Y'all need to switch up your approach. Lord, I, what is that devil manifested in them? Holy Spirit, show me. What is the devil I need to bind? Lord, show me what is that thing I need to loose into this situation. Because you have given me the power to bind and to loose. We're not playing with this devil no more. We're going to see some change. I'm telling you right now, I have seen this in my life. People I have prayed for, people that have done bogus things. I'm not sitting there talking about I'm no victim or none of that. I, I ain't even on that, y'all. Because guess what? Just like things have happened to me, I've also been the person who was in the wrong in situations too. Come on. And I'm pretty sure somebody was praying for me. Come on. You want to pray. You want to bind that thing. You want to loose up. You want to loose the love of God. And it's not saying y'all going to be best friends tomorrow, but we're not praying for us to be best friends. We're praying that that person can be set free. Do you have a heart to see that person be set free? Because if not, that means you got bitterness and hatred in your own heart that needs to be dealt with. Do you really want to see that person walking in the freedom and the liberty of Jesus Christ? I wouldn't wish hell on my worst enemy. And it's not because I'm holier than now. It's just that when I got some revelations on hell and the seeing no different video, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jesus. And let me tell you another one. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want there to be no unforgiveness up in me. You better believe it. There are some people that Lord knows I did not want to forgive. But let me see, um, hell or forgiveness? Um, I'm going to choose forgiveness. Because, <laughs> you know, it's some people in hell right now because they want forgiveness. Hallelujah. Come on, people of God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you all to repeat after me, and then we just go go into this, this next portion of the thing. I wanted to hammer this point home today for you. Hallelujah. How many point? Because I know a lot of us deal with this thing, and I wanted to bring light to this thing. I know Dion deals with this thing. By the way, Dion ain't told me what to say again. Let me preface my comment. But I know in her dealing with this thing, having to do with deliverance this month, I know she's probably got some extra special manifestations going on, some extra special ones. I'm at a ministry, hub ministry. This is the first time that they're about to embrace deliverance and go all in. And they've been having some very special manifestations. So I already know Miss Dion is having some very extra special ones. Come on. But the anointing flows from the head down. I know that you all on here. Some of you all have had, been having year-long special manifestations. Some of you all on here have been the manifestations. <laughs> no condemnation I told y'all I've been there too Okay Sometimes they manifested on us And sometimes we're the manifester Okay <laughs> Hallelujah I want you all to repeat after me You can keep your phone on mute Hallelujah Say thank you Lord For the spirit of truth Thank you, Lord, that you sanctify me with your truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify my discernment. 
Let your word come into the areas of my discernment. Fill my mind, my will, and my emotions with your truth. I apply the blood of Jesus over the areas of my mind, my will, and my emotions. Purge the conscience of my thoughts, philosophies, opinions, spiritual beliefs, in the name of Jesus. Help me to forgive. Bless me with the grace to love. Lord, help me to see people how you see them. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom. I am now filled with the spirit of wisdom. I am able to detect and discern when a devil is speaking. Fill me with the wisdom that is needed to counter them. I do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, rulers of the darkness of this world, and the spiritual wickedness in high places. Equip me with the weapons that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I will love people. Come on. I will speak the truth in love. I will show grace to people. But I will cast out devils. I will bind devils. I will loose the things of God. Give me wisdom in my relationships. Open the eyes of my understanding. Take me deeper in this, Lord. You be the one that teach me. You be the one that instructs me. You be the one that guides me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to open up this portion of the call, y'all. And sorry about that. I, I, I had to, I'm, I'm sorry. I had to impress this. I know this thing be going on a lot. In Good morning. Day. Good morning. Good morning, Mrs. Danielle. Awesome, awesome fire declaration. Thank you so much. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you. God bless, bless you. you. Freedom. Freedom. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry, Denise. Go ahead. No, I was just saying good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. I wanted to get on because my eyes were so full of tears after saying that prayer because my soul was convicted. But I am learning and I am much more aware. And I just thank you so much, brother. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Woo! I bless you, woman of God, for your humility. I bless you, woman of God, for your humility. May the Lord satisfy your mouth with good things so that your youth may be renewed like the eagles in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Morning, Phil. What you apologizing for? You don't mean it. That's true. Doing Morning. your job. Doing your job. <laughs> bang, bang. Love you, bro. Love you too, pain, pain, Jesus, gay. Good morning, Sister Lisa. 
Good morning, this is Humble Al. Excellent declaration. Powerful, powerful. Thank you, my brother. Yes. God bless you, brother. Hey, what up, what up, what up, Demon? Demon Slayer. (laughs) From the Himalaya. (laughs) What up? What up, Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Liberty. Good morning. I just want to say that was fire, fire, fire. Great declaration and so much revelation. Come on. Good morning. This is Jubilant Juliet. That was a powerful message this morning. Amen. Amen. Dr. Phil. Yo. Amazing declaration this morning. Amen. Thank you. God. Thank you for the fire. Praise God. Hey, Phil. This is Gloria. Gloria. Hey, hey, Gloria. Hey, God bless you, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I thank God for being delivered from pride. And and allow and, and and being not only delivered from pride, but now equipped by God to deliver others, to be an instrument of His deliverance and peace to other lives. So God bless you. I come appreciate on. you. Come on, come on, come on. God bless you. You already know you got much love with me, for real. Hallelujah. Bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang. We shot him down. Bang, bang. <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. Ste- hey, Stephanie, your sound is changing. I heard you this morning, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that shift in that thing. Listen, you know, you know, feel it. It get quiet around here when you come around with a hammer. That that kind of hammer. I was wondering what it was just me because I'm like, you know, it's a little quiet around here. I know it's the people on the line now. Come on. Oh yeah. Yeah, you. The basis I'm a is nice low. person, y'all. I'm <laughs> a nice person, y'all. Y'all can talk to me. <laughs> the bases are absolutely loaded. Listen, I just want to preface this whole conversation with this. We're just trying to take the fear out of freedom. That's Come on. It. Come on. We, we just, we're just trying to take the, the whole stigma away from what it looks like to be, to walk, to talk. Everything about your whole life changes. When you get a little deliverance, I'm telling y'all something. Okay, I'm shutting up. Honey, so, somebody say something. Ask a good question so we can go ham just a little harder. Hey, I don't I don't have a I don't have a good question. Uh oh, I'm sorry. Was it somebody else speaking? Okay. So anyway, it's Tanya. So listen, I don't I don't have a question. This is what I'm at. 
Tanya, before you say anything, can I, I need yes, no yes. Tanya before you say anything? I want to make because you you always come in and drop the mic and then you get off so quick before I can say this to you. I know you get. <laughs> I want to tell you I respect you so much. I just want to tell you oh, that I respect Phil. you from afar. I respect you so much, and when it really hit me was you had put up a post a while ago just about your journey um, um, with the things, you know, that happened with with your husband. And when I read it, like, I would have never known that because you speak with so much grace and you hear the love of God coming out of your heart. And, and for you to talk the way that you talk after going through what you went through, that is a sign that it, it was only God. Like, you have the spirit and the breath of God flowing through you. I've always wanted to tell you that. So I just want to just tell you, I bless you, and I have so much respect for you, woman of God. Okay, well, now I'm really messed up, so um, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm so serious. I've been wanting to tell you I'm that humbled. for a long time. I'm so humbled, you guys. I'm so humbled. It, it's not me. It absolutely is. You said it. It's the grace of God. It really is God's grace. But um, I know Dion said it already, Sister Stephanie, as you spoke, I was like, oh, my God. Like I heard, I, I hear the shift in your voice. So keep going, sis. But I have literally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. This is what I was going to say. So, you know, sometimes um, or, or or not sometimes, but often Two things that I realize within the body of Christ that um, are, they're not taboo, but like a lot of people are intimidated by or afraid of. That is the book of Revelation, and that is talking about demons. And I realize what a trick of the enemy it is to keep us away from Revelation Yes. Right. I, even though Revelation does not, I'm just, I'm going to marry the two points. Revelation doesn't have it. It's the, it's, we're not talking about Revelation today, but Revelation talks about the, the prophecies and it talks about the second coming and it talks about, and it gives us so many different signs and so many different, you know, pointers about what to look for. And so, so if the enemy can keep us, look, keep us ignorant from Revelation and if he can keep us ignorant from deliverance will remain bound, will be uninformed. Mm. So some people may have decided that or may may have thought that, oh, Lord, feel on the call and people going to be throwing up through the, it's the throw up. It's going to be on us from people throwing up and people going to be hollering and screaming. (laughs) And that might have happened for some people. It it may have. And no, you know, this is not anything to be embarrassed about. But I'm just saying when they heard your name, they may have associated with like, some people may have even hung up. But today, the way that you delivered the word in such a very practical um, and practical way that we, anybody that has common sense, could hear the word and see through scriptures how that, I mean, if you don't believe nothing else, Peter, come on. Come we on. say that scripture all the time. Preachers preach it all the time. Come oh, on. I'm getting a little loud. A little loud. No, go ahead. Geek, go ahead. Go ahead. They preach it all the time, but it's like it goes right over our head. We don't, mm-hmm. it's like, I don't even know. It's probably a spirit feel, and you, you, I want to try to make it make sense, but it's like we hear the word, but we don't receive it. 
It's like the birds um, come along and they pick up, they pluck up what what is given to mm. us. So even the very pastors, preachers who talk about the Bible says he told Jesus, told him, "Get thee behind me, Satan, dude." You're, what you're saying is, is that, I mean, really, it really hit me like a ton of bricks. Dude, you saying that Peter had the devil in him? Yes. And it, it, Jesus, Peter was like, he was like, he rolled like so flat. He, he would have been, he would have been like, oh my god, oh my god. Somebody, uh, look, at that, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. Somebody get releasing uh-huh. them dog devils. Hey, the dogs start barking. They start barking on you. Come on. Come on. Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning. 
Hi, this is Yvette. Um, I'm calling in from Lansing, Michigan. Um, I just wanted to thank you for your obedience and, and sending a reminder of what to look for, that it's not the person, that it's the spirit that's in the person at the time. Um, I work at a help desk, and when you were teaching, the, my help desk line kept ringing. I was getting upset because I couldn't catch everything, but you blessed my soul, and I appreciate you. I appreciate this this platform right here, this community, because every time I've got on so far, I've heard something that's helped me grow in my spiritual walk. And I love the transparency that um, everybody is just, it's no fear in, in shame. There's no shame in it. And I bless God for each and every one of you. Yeah, amen. Good morning. I just want to say it's Krishanda. Thanks hey. to God that people have loved me past my uh, demons. <laughs> that they, Come on. That they love me past my demons and that now I can understand and have compassion for um, when people are going through. Sometimes you want to just kind of like, oh, I don't want to be bothered, but now I have a deeper understanding um, because I can think about times when I was going through and didn't realize that that, what that that was what that was. And so now um, I can pray and intercede and I can love past that so that we can all have freedom. So thank you so much for your teaching. Woo. Thank God for um, his love and his mercy um, towards all of us. Um, yes. In Jesus' name, God bless in you. In Jesus' name. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead, Mama. Good morning, Brother Philip. I Good thank morning. God for you this morning. I thank God for you this morning, man of God. I thank you for waking me up this morning. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You opened my eyes. Even mm. I, I knew in my, in my spirit, I knew that this mess in people, in, in myself and in other people, I knew it was not God and I knew it was not us. I knew it was Satan. But you brought it out so plain this morning. You just opened the whole bad bum thing up. Thank you, man of God. <laughs> Amen. Thank God, Amen. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. Hallelujah. I'm getting off in here. Thank God for you, man of God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. What is your name, woman of God? Leomia. Oh, oh, this is Miss Gloria. Mom, yes. <laughs> oh, God bless you. It is an honor. God, God bless, bless you. you. God bless you. Amen. And happy Mother's Day to you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I'm getting off from here because you you messed me up and you're trying to mess me up again. <laughs> <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Mom. It's Dee Dee. Thank Phil. you, baby. I love my girl. baby girl. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you can't be messing folks up all the way in the West Coast. <laughs> 
You know, I gotta hey, work hey. with these babies. So I had to go to take my lashes off in the bathroom. Hey, <laughs> I, I told, I preface my, I preface this at the beginning. Said it's yeah, not me. Did. Okay. You know, no. I preface it at the beginning. <laughs> what's so amazing is that and you know you write about Tanya oh my god my sister is the bomb but that, that that scripture we wrestle not against flesh and blood you and even when the, he talks about the scripture get behind the why do we why do we go to I don't want to be disrespectful but so many I'm just in this place now where I'm listening more just to different mm. teachers and and what do you what do you how do you not believe that we're wrestling against not flesh and blood. I mean, how do you not think that there's demonic presence? Like it's so real. Right. And you were talking about when you got punked out, when the demon told you, you got to come, oh, come with more than that. Oh man. <laughs> I, was, uh. I was trying, I was trying not to laugh, but I had that same experience. Right. <laughs> so it was funny to me because I used to be so fearful when I hear stuff. Cause I have, I hear yep. differently. You know, my family yeah. think I'm weird. My mom be like, girl, what, what's wrong? What you got? Because I know. <laughs> but in the manifestation, I've seen. Like, it's a, I'll tell you later about this. Real, ooh, somebody, I saw it. You know, when you see it, it changes you. Right? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. grateful for this teaching and all the distractions. I don't know. Maybe it's just my phone. But I've, I've heard, I heard so much growling doing even the um the worship part. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you got to like... I'm sorry. This stuff, this stuff excites me. I'm sorry. I get I know, this be tripping me I out. Know, I be laughing. It be funny to me. It is. Funny, I used to be, I used to be fearful, right? But I can't fear. I can, what am I? What am I afraid of? Right. You can't fear it because it's real. I love you, sir. I just wanted to tell you that I love you, and love I'm just so grateful too. that you're in my life. Come on, growl on, whoever that was, growl on. Hey, 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 Dee Dee. Not only uh, did the uh, he he said that he went and sat in the corner. It shut him down. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? for real. Yeah, for he real. said go sit down. He, he had nothing else to say to the spirit. I nothing. It nothing. shut him down. He went and sat in the corner. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell but, you. Hey, look here, brother Phil. Now you said that. Uh, the demons, you know, speaks through people, right? Christians. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, not that uh, they're able to possess us, right? Right. Could you go a little bit deeper into that, you know, as far as Christians uh, being possessed by a demon, but demons mm-hmm. are able to speak through us. Because mm-hmm. I, when you were sharing that, like when you, when when you first said a demon speak through you, I got mad. I said, "What? <laughs> Hold on, man! The, 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 the Holy Spirit don't dwell in an unclean vessel, brother Phil. You got to break this down for me." Right? And then you said, "Okay, well, the demon can speak through a Christian, but he can't possess a Christian." Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, uh, so yeah, I was hoping that you can go a little bit deep into that for me. Man, certainly, brother. So it's very simple. The Bible says that we are three parts, spirit, soul, and body. When we get born again, our spirit gets born again. Our spirit is made new. We have a new spirit. 
we now have a brand new spirit. This spirit belongs to the Lord. Nothing can possess this spirit. Nothing can tamper it, take it away. It belongs to Jesus. However, we have a spirit, a soul, and a body. Our spirit gets born again, but our soul needs to be transformed after we're saved. Remember Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word renewing, I'm going to say some English nerd stuff real quick. Whenever you see an ing at the end of a verb, it's called a present participle. That means it's an ongoing action. For instance, it's the difference between saying I, I run to the store or I'm running to the store. When I'm saying I'm running, that means I'm in the action of actually doing that. The Bible doesn't say uh, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It says the renewing. In other words, there's ongoing renewing that goes on. This is why Paul says, I die daily. I die daily. What does he have to die to daily? He dies to the flesh. Well, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, I mean, not verse 22, Galatians chapter 5, verse, I think it's 19, gave us a whole list of something called what? The works of the flesh. Okay? We have works of the flesh. We can walk in the flesh. We can be in the flesh. Demons do not inhabit our spirit. They never hey, will be able to inhabit our spirit. But demons can definitely come and afflict your soul. Every wow. single one of us hears the devil talk to us. Every one come of on. us. Now, whether we respond to it or not is on us. But we all hear him speaking to us. And Peter is a prime example. Who was more of a Christian than Peter? Who was more of a Christian than him? Come on, he has Satan Phil. speaking through him. Satan. Satan. And this is Jesus telling him that. This ain't one of the disciples. This is Jesus saying that. There were still some issues in Peter's heart that still needed to be resolved. And we saw it later on with the cutting off of the ear. We saw it later on with him denying Jesus. We saw it later on when he was being, when he was being prejudiced. And Paul had to check him for being prejudiced. Come on, y'all. Go, come on, mute, mute your phone. Come on. That means I must be talking good right now. It's all good. Come on. Talking good. Yes, sir. You talking come on. good. But bottom line is, a Christian can have a demon, period. And when we sit there and, and, and sit there and say, God, you know what? Heal me. Come on. God, I need some deliverance. Watch how fast he move in that moment. That's all you got to do. Watch how fast he'll move in that moment. Come on. We, a Christian cannot be possessed by a devil at all. And you will never hear me or any sound deliverance minister preach that. We can't be. However, a Christian can have a demon and, or be demonized, I should say. 
and it needs to be casted out. Remember, when Jesus said, talked about the children's bread in Matthew 15, go back and, 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 and check out that story. He told the lady that the reason he couldn't cast the devil out of her daughter was because the ministry of casting out demons was for God's children. This is what Jesus said. He said it was for God's children. So you're telling me that Jesus is saying that casting out devils is for God's children. So the church can't look at itself as God's children. So if we're not God's children, who are we? So I'll leave you with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well thank you, man. You, you cleared up a whole lot for me. You're right. Okay, it's the spirit that cannot be possessed. You're right. That's that, right. As a Christian. Yeah, because I, I had another pastor share with me that if you are a real born-again believer, a Christian, you don't have to really worry about blaspheming the Holy Ghost because there's no forgiveness for that. And he said a, a, a real Christian will never blaspheme the Holy Spirit. True. So, but what yeah. about but what about you you ever known a Christian who showed who showed bitterness? Yeah. You ever know you ever known a Christian who was prideful? Yeah. You ever known a Christian who struggled with lust? Yeah. Okay. I don't even have to go no further. Those are open doors for demons. What about that person who was a man of God who was on fire and all of a sudden he can't stop watching porn? What you think that is? Wow. Ooh-wee. What you think that is? Get off my road, okay. man. <laughs> I've been delivered, though, y'all. Uh, my wife know I threw all that stuff away about hey. 10 years ago. Hey. No, hey. about 14 hey. years ago. Be careful. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Okay. All right, man. You right. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brother Phil. Hey, man. <laughs> Morning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on, y'all. What's up? Hey. Hey, I wanted to, um, you know, I'm... I'm hold on. Hold on. I'm not, hold on before, you say, before you say anything. And, and No, no, no. I want to hear you. I want to say this. Whoever that is, that's not her. Could you please make sure your phone is on mute? Thank you. No, that, okay, go ahead. That, uh, my name is Courtney. I, um, for the past week, I've been forgetting about the call. And something last night, you know, told me to say, set a reminder, put an alarm clock on, you know, for 8.58. So I don't, you know, so I can, you know, get in here on time, you know. And, um, from the whole call, you know, it's been, um, like they said, you know, I'm, I'm new, I'm, I'm born again, you know, I'm kind of speaking with spirit and everything right now, but um, when you got to the end, towards the end, you were um, talking about pride and everything, I started to get nauseous, uh, I yawned some, and, um, but I'm, you know, dealing with pride and I'm dealing with, you know, I'm not sure how much people share on here because um, I'm new to the group. But um, 
You can keep it real. Girl, you can share it all. I feel you, my feet yes. all every day. Who cares? Yeah, that, that's the lady who run it. That's the lady who run the call, Dion. She, she, okay. please, she's about transparent as they come. Keep it real, sis. Okay. Yesterday, you know, um, God, for for two two consecutive days, He's giving me signs. Um, but yesterday, you know, He told me to call the father of my child and uh, apologize. And mm. for me. I was telling him, like, no, like, you know, I'm not going to do it because he's going to be wrong me, you know. I know I've, I had some wrong in it, you know, but how I feel yeah. about it is, like, you know, he's wrong me. I'm not, no, like, and I was like, yeah. well, God, if he's with you, then send me another sign, like, because I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. It's like, cause it, how do I know this is really you? This could be me, like, you know, and, you know, I'm just yeah. like, I guess wrestling, trying to get out of it, you know, and um, yeah. before, I, yeah. before I went to sleep, you know, I feel like he even reminded me about this call, you know, so he told me to put the alarm on, and you know, this is definitely a huge sign, um, and one of the things that you talked about was, um, of course, you know, we're not fighting against flesh, we're fighting against, you know, demons and things. He he understands demons, but he's on a, I feel like, he, you know, my, he's in a cult, you know. Um, I don't know. How do you bind up a spirit if you're not talking to him? Or how do you bind up a spirit? And how do I go about dealing with, um, dealing with, okay, understand that he has demons. Do I apologize or do I bind up the spirit first or how do I go about it? Because I don't. So, mm-hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were finished. I'm listening. I don't know how to deal with, um, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm, like I said, I'm boring. I'm just understanding spiritual warfare. And to be honest with you, um, in March, I got baptized. And ever since then, like, you know, I feel like the ghost and the stuff in my eyes were to the point where, you know, before I didn't believe the devil was real. I didn't believe in demons. And um, after getting baptized, you know, I, I saw a lot of my ways and I threw things away. There, You know, I, I, I felt watched. I felt, you know, it was all these things that happened where, you know, um, I think it was uh, Tanya who was saying how, you know, she used to be afraid. I'm in that period, you know, where I'm afraid. You know, and um, mm. but it's, it's because of my ignorance, you know, um, it's because of the fact that, you know, I don't fully have faith in my authority that, you know, so it's it's, it's a lot of things that are going on with me in this moment. Um, but I definitely know that I'm dealing with spirit inside um, and confusion. And um, when you were, you know, praying, I, I got I got so nauseous. Um, Sonoshes and um, like I said, I yawned a little bit, but you know, for so long I was trying to like you know speak, and I couldn't. Every time I tried to speak, I I, I started being nauseous, and um, yeah, I I don't know how to navigate all of this pretty much. Man, well, hey, first Phil, of all, before oh, you give ahead. her, before you, can I, can I just give her some experience? Oh, somebody. Okay, and no yes, ma'am. Who wait, has, wait. Oh, no, no, no. no okay, no. okay. Wait, wait. Go ahead, Phil. Okay. So, first of all, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a couple of things. Um, and mm-hmm. then, of course, get to the actual obvious um, of the deliverance uh, that's needed. Or let me just say that in the beginning. Like, yo. Like, if you need some deliverance or whatever like that, um, I'll definitely minister some deliverance to you. 
um, you know, I have my my sister Dion with me, and we could go ahead and hook you up because it sounds like you right there and you need to deliver. So, do you do you know Dion? No, I got the know from Christina. Christina. Oh, you got the number from Christina? Yes, yes. Okay. She actually did well, the yeah. deliverance on me. Um, you know, that's how we met, actually. And, okay. Okay. Um, cool. Yes. Yes. Well, I, yeah, I know Christina. That's my sister. So just um, yo, I'll I'll wrap with her when uh, we get off here. So you are gonna get some deliverance. The second thing, okay. what I heard before I say this, I want to make sure that I didn't misunderstand. Um, okay. Are Are you saying that you? I know that he did the the baby's father did stuff to you, but were you also saying that the Lord was telling the Lord was telling you to forgive and you haven't forgiven yet? Is that I, what you're saying? I was saying so. Um, he's telling me to apologize from my side to show him what walking right. out looks like. That's how I've been like reconciling with broken relationships, pretty much. Right, and you haven't done it yet, right? Yeah, no. I feel like I thought I forgave him, but I'm realizing I didn't forgive him. If I'm afraid to, you know, okay. yes. Okay, okay. So I want to encourage you with this because this is a verse that I that I got, and it was uh it was this, and then um I want to turn it over to T- to Tanya. Um, there's a scripture that says that we can see more clearly how to cast the speck out of somebody else's eye when we cast the beam out of our own eye. And so I want to encourage you. It's in Matthew 7. Um, And I want to encourage you that, um, and I know, and I know Tanya is probably going to share something way deeper than what I'm going to share because, you know, she's a woman. But um, I know that in instances where the Lord has had me to, uh, uh, ask people for forgiveness and apologize to the people who I felt were in the wrong. Every single time, what will happen is when I begin to apologize, the Lord will begin to show me even more clearly how much I was in the wrong in the thing. But that scripture makes it very clear. He says, first, cast the beam or the log out of our own eye so we can see more clearly how to cast the speck out of our brother's eye. And so the thing is that God God isn't just trying to get you to forgive just because it's the moral thing to do, but he's also trying to get you to forgive because he wants you to be able to see more clearly what's going on with you all situation and how to navigate it better for the aspect of of your child. Check on me for me. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, do me a favor. Could you mute your phone? I feel like every time I say, I, I think it must be every time a powerful point is made, somebody come off of their phone. <laughs> like with Tanya, mm-hmm. she dropped that bomb and then the dog started barking. Do me a favor, mm-hmm. y'all. Y'all mute your phone. <laughs> but woman of God, yeah. So when you're forgiven, I need you to know that this God is basically trying to get that that thing that's blocking your vision out of your eyes so you can see more clearly how to navigate this situation because you're newly born again. I take, I'm take. i assuming that the baby's father is not born again, right? No, he don't even, no. 
Right, right. He, and this he, is what I'm he, saying. He's his own God. He's his own, you know, all that. Yeah. And so God wants you to be able to see things through his perspective, to see things through his lens, because now, you know, it's about to change the dynamic of how you all deal with one another. I'm going to be quiet for a second and because um, I know Miss Tanya wants to drop something. Go ahead, Miss Tanya. Hey, Courtney, my name is Tanya. They sometimes call me Tanya, not Tanya. But so whoever mm-hmm. is rough turning pages, um, if you're turning pages or shuffling papers, we can hear you if you can mute. Um, so uh, probably 35 years ago, maybe a little bit more, um, the Lord told me the same thing. He, he said, mm-hmm. and this was my, um, my children's father. We were married. Um, we divorced. Um, and when I started to, I was like, oh, no, I'm, I know this is the devil. Clearly, God would not be trying to speak to me to tell me to forgive the man who beat me up, to forgive the man who mm-hmm. um, took took all my clothes out of the house. I don't know what he did with them, but every stitch of clothing that I had, he took it out of the house. Surely, the man who got addicted to crack cocaine and squandered our money, we almost lost. Surely, you cannot be. Um, but as I look back on that, that was pride. And so I literally, I struggled probably for about um, a week. I struggled because I just couldn't wrap my mind around having to humble myself before somebody who caused me so much pain. And so um, I forget the scripture. I know it was somewhere in Psalms is where he led me. And I was so convicted that I made a decision that I would apologize. And so I set up a time where we could meet. And I said, I want, I'm, I'm asking you to forgive me, you know, I don't pro blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I just had, you know, because I had a role in it too. I don't really know how, what his perspective was. But anytime two people are in a relationship, it's, it's not just one person's fault. Um, yeah. It's not just one person's issue. And so I didn't, I didn't know what I did to him, um, but I just asked him to forgive me. And when I tell you as soon as the words, and this is not just for Courtney, um, Courtney is signaled, singled out today. I'm so proud of you, sweetheart, for being so transparent and so brave to speak your truth in front of people that you don't know, even though you can't see it. So there's no judgment here. Um, yes, but this is yes. for anybody else that's having an issue with forgiving somebody who has wronged you, like they hurt you physically, emotionally, um, whatever, or both. Um, and so I had to realize what the scripture says, that if I... Um, if I don't forgive somebody, then Jesus won't forgive me. And I'm paraphrasing the scripture. I think it's in Matthew. Um, but if, if you don't forgive your neighbor, how can he, he won't forgive us? And so I didn't want anything. I love Jesus so much. I didn't want anything to hinder my prayers. I didn't want to do anything that would cause me to lose out on whatever he had for me. So I was willing to sacrifice my pride, um, and say, would you forgive me? And he did. When when he when I when I said it, I remember we were sitting in a car, and I remember this weight that I didn't even realize I was carrying. Courtney, this weight lifted off of me, and I was filled with joy. I was filled with so much joy that if I could have, I would have reached. But it was so awkward the way that the car was. I would have. I wanted to reach over and hug him. But what I saw in his face was, yeah, yep, yep, you, yep, I knew you was going to say I'm sorry. It, it didn't even, that didn't even bother me. 
I was so free. And at that mm-hmm. point, I knew that I could be in the same room because we didn't have, we just had children at that time. Now we have grandchildren together. They've graduated from from kindergarten. Like we can, I can be in the same room with him and I don't feel, mm-hmm. sweetie, when I tell you, I don't feel nothing. I don't feel any haughtiness about it. And so what I want to encourage you to do is be obedient to what God did. Now, reconciliation does not mean that you guys will be a couple again. That's mm-hmm. overthinking it. All it means is is that you are freeing yourself from the hold that he has on you that he don't even know he has on you. It doesn't mean that y'all got to go out together. It doesn't mean y'all going to be a couple together. It just means we have this child, and I want us to be able to parent this child together. And if he still acts a fool or acts a monkey or whatever it is he does, that's, that's on you. That's on him. It's not on you. You've done your part. And you are not responsible for how he, whether he receives your apology, your forgiveness or not, you're not responsible for that. Once you do what God tells you to do, the rest of it is up to God. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here go the dogs. <laughs> That's a sign, Courtney. That's a sign that what I'm saying. Oh, come on. Bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, That's a sign. Listen, listen yeah. to me. That's a sign for you yeah. not to dis- get distracted by the things that come mm. up. Do you hear me? The yeah. things that come yeah. up, the voices that will tell you, don't do that. Don't listen to her. She an old lady. Yeah, I'm 62, almost 63. I show sure am, but I've lived a whole mm. lot of life. And this is wisdom mm. that you hear. And I want you to be encouraged. You can do this. You got it. I can't wait to hear your, your praise report after you do yes. Love you. <laughs> hey, Chan. Hey, Thank you so much. It's Didi. Can I share something real quick, too, as far as what Tanya said, as far as that forgiveness? And it's so much better for the children. I'm like 25 years in from forgiving my ex-husband, and it has made such a huge difference in the lives of my grown children and my grandchildren. So like Tanya said, you can start praying for him, not about him, but praying for him and relieve yourself. It's so much, it's so much gooder on this side when you're not holding all that stuff in. So let it go, sister. I'm proud of you as well. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so good. Come on. Yeah, so I'm going to reach out to Christina, Courtney. Okay. Yeah. Thank you guys again so much. Yes, thank you. And welcome to the family. You you say, welcome to the family. Come on. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, now for real, we got the same daddy now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do. Yes. Come on. And uh, I just want to say this, when I was younger, I never understood, I grew up in church with my granny, I never understood why to call each other sisters and brothers, but now I understand. Yes, come on now, come on. Anybody else? Come on, y'all, I got time today. <laughs> hey, I just want, I want to say this real quick, and, and then I, look, I don't go back on Um. Courtney, to to the tune of of forgiveness, I I had to do it twice on two separate occasions where Mm. both of the toxic relationships that I chose, one, I had to go to the penitentiary, get patted down, get my check, uh, my purse checked and uh, all the rest (laughs) of the stuff and go past all the guards with all their wines. And this joker had been cheated on me. He was a pimp. 
see me sold some drugs. The people was trying to kidnap me and cut my baby out my stomach. And I, the Lord told me I had to apologize to him. I was mm. like, hey, wait a minute. You wait a minute, Jesus. You hold on. <laughs> hold on just one second, honey. This joke didn't run a whole entire amok. And I'm the one mm-hmm. that got to say sorry. Hey, this so disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And with mm-hmm. tears in my eyes and the humiliation that I had to go through that whole penitentiary check. Now, mind you, he in the penitentiary, and I got to go apologize. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Whatever. And and as, <laughs> as little as I felt walking in, baby, when I walked up out that thing, I felt like a whole giant. You hear me? <sighs> when, when God wants to restore you, he will start to walk you through all the people that have uh, done you dirty and make you repent. I didn't dropped off of many a car because I didn't want to say sorry. Um, I didn't took people checks that have done me like a dog. You hear me? And I'm talking about bad, low down. Some of my stories, y'all would think I was just a glutton for attention. So I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna worry y'all with the details. <laughs> Listen, it, it takes my friends to talk about some of the things that have transpired, even on this call, even with people that get up every day and pick up their phone and dial this number every single day. Like somebody got a gun to their head, and he'll make me apologize to them like I did something. But at the end of the day, it is the obedience that triggers the deliverance. No matter what it feel like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter how crazy it appears, when God wants to start to free your heart, because it's about the measure in which you have the capacity to forgive, the same measure will be dealt unto you. Always keep that in mind when the Lord brings something up as he begins to crack the scrolls that are written of you open and start to reveal to you. Um, I love this scripture, and this, this is one of Phil's favorites. Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding. After a while, you'll start to understand that he will only impede upon you that which not only is he willing to do for you, but on behalf of you to give you um, access to the levels of freedom that he has for each and every one of us. It's not segregated. It is for deliverance. Listen is the children's bread. Whether or not you choose to eat it is up to you. All right, going on you. Bye. That's good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, that's pretty. Uh, I, too, have yeah. to go to the penitentiary, Dion. Uh, you made me remember that. I forgot all about it. But uh, <laughs> God told me to take my son to see his dad and to apologize in the process. And this is the man that I ran from Illinois for or because of and has been in California all this time. So that was the vehicle that was used to get me here. But I'm grateful today. I didn't understand the whole transformation or the transition. But I went to the penitentiary, had to be patted down. Let him see his son. Let him talk to his son. And I had to apologize and, and, and ask him if he will forgive me for um, all that we, all that transpired in the relationship. I haven't seen him since. I haven't talked to him since. And neither has his son. His son, his son is being raised by my husband and has been from that time till now. Uh, another one was 
the man that killed my aunt, which is my nephew, my sister's son. I was I was angry and didn't even know that I was angry. I'm around here praying for people and um, didn't know that there was still some unforgiveness. And it was brought to me. God brought it and put it in my spirit that you still have not forgiven him. I wouldn't even mention his name. My sponsor didn't even know that I had another sister because I never mentioned her name. Today I can say Ronald and Deborah um, that the the pain that was caused in that that he killed my uh, my favorite aunt he killed her, um, but I know that it was the drugs that he was taking that made him do what he did, and I act I haven't seen him either, so I had to write a letter and I had to say out loud, um, Ronald, would you forgive me? for holding you hostage all these years for cuz I forgive mm. everybody else. I forgive everybody else. I give everybody else grace. I pray for other people that I know have done wrong, but I'm holding him hostage to what he's done. God then forgave him, but I'm still holding mm. on. So know mm. that God don't hold it. Once we ask for forgiveness, it's gone. It's forgotten about. And so I had to say, forgive me to my son, my nephew, and my sister, and I've been free. Uh, and when I, I didn't understand what obedience is better than sacrifice really meant until God gave me something to do, and I did it. And now I fully understand what that means. That's all. Wow. Jesus. Anybody hey, else have a... Yeah, this is Juliet. Um, I want to... Uh, I, I had the same situation with my ex-husband. I remember, though, what, what caused me to to come to that conclusion that I needed to forgive was when I was reading um, the scripture that he was talking about Jesus when he was on the cross. And uh, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I looked at all the things that had happened to him and then he asked me the question. He's like, so do you think you're greater than I? <laughs> when I he was like, and I was like, what, you know, like, what do you mean? He was like, well, you're not forgiving your ex-husband, and I went through all of this for you. So you're saying you're greater than I if you can't forgive. And that's what made me forgive, you know, my ex-husband. And like um, what Tanya was saying, that once I did that, I felt this weight lift off of me. It was like... I felt the spirit of freedom, and um, you know that's God delivered, and the Lord blessed me with another husband. You know, one I dreamed about, but only you know I just never imagined I would have him. But it took me allowing myself to you know humbling myself and uh, and allowing the Lord to work through me in order to receive him. So I just wanted to add that. Hello, this is Latoya. Hey, um, I just wanted to show her a situation. I had a situation where I had an ex-boyfriend who, like, he did me really wrong. He tried to kill me, went through all this stuff. And I remember the time right after he tried to kill me, he put all my stuff in the car from his house. I threw all my stuff in there. And I left the state to be with my sister. And at the time, I didn't understand 
because I was like, God, I got two jobs. I'm going to school. I have all this stuff. And he ruined everything. I felt like my life was ruined. Like, I let this man ruin my life. So I came back to Michigan. And when I tell you, I went crazy. I mean, I would look every place I thought he would be. I would ride past his mom's house, his grandma's house. In my head, I had it like, I want to kill him. He didn't kill me, but I'm going to kill him. He should have killed me. That was my mindset at that time. And I remember the Lord telling me that you have no right to take a life. That is not a power I gave you. You have no right to take a life. And I would be like, but Lord, that don't make no sense. He tried to kill me. In my head, where I grew up, where I come from, I should be, I could kill him now because he tried me and he didn't, he didn't succeed or, you know, whatever. And up until I, like, reconnected with my husband because we went to high school together, I would cry in his lap over this man, literally. And he would just be my friend, and I didn't realize it. And the Lord told me, in order for you to fall in love with who I sent to you, you have to let it go. You have to forgive him. So it wasn't until in my heart I forgave him for every situation, for making me look dumb in front of people he had sex with, everything. I mean, everything. I let it go. And that spirit of murder, that spirit of death left me. It left me. I was just like, wow, okay, I let it go. But it was in order for me to to fall in love and be in love with the person that God sent me that is still my husband today and the father of my children. But he, my husband gave me grace during that period because he knew that I was going through something. I mean, I was talking to one of his friends. I even had to call one of his friends and tell him what I did. I was just talking to you to get back to him. Please forgive me. I was wrong. And that felt crazy to say because that was something I had said in my head. I'm never going to mess with a guy friend to get back at him. But I did it anyway. So I had to tell him him exactly what I did, what was my intention, and apologize for it and be okay with him not forgiving me, for him cursing me out, being mad, being angry. But it wasn't until I let that go that I could have what God already had sent me, that I could receive the blessing that he was sending me. I had to totally, in my heart, forgive and let it go. And then, yes, God showed me, like, you was really wrong. You was really wrong. I didn't tell you to do that. You did wrong, too. It wasn't just he did all the wrong. No, you did wrong, too. So I just want to encourage you to not only forgive and let it go and apologize, but intentionally and and wait, expect what God has for you. God, what is on the other side of this? What will come out of my obedience to you? And he will show you. But I just want to encourage you. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Um, welcome to the Clutch Your Pearl segment of this call. <laughs> <laughs> Pearl clutching hey, on hey. deck in this thing. Hey. <laughs> dang, dang. <laughs> Yo. You know what I'm saying? Hey. <laughs> If y'all came over here expecting a little clean, clean little, you know, nice little call, I'm sorry to disappoint you because we get it real up in here. Jesus, come on. Does anybody else have a similar testimony uh, yes. that they want to share to encourage our sister? Yes. This is Leomia again. Still, I went through a lot of the same things. Fresh out of high school, didn't know my head from my eyeballs. Um, but I fell in love. I fell in. I fell in something. 
And I, I do, I, well, I know it was love. I worship the ground that that man walked on. Oh, my Lord. And this is, this, here lies the problem. I would put him in front of everything. We had a baby together. Glorious glory. And even until from the time, I don't remember how old I was before I was able. Well, I actually let the whole thing go when he was on his deathbed. I was able to go to him. And I held his head. I sat on the side of the bed and held his head, and I apologized to him. And I asked him to forgive me. And I let him know that I had truly forgiven him. Yes, I told him that I loved him, but it was a different kind of love. It wasn't that crazy, mixed-up mess was in my head and not in my heart. This was from my heart. I forgave him. And I'm telling you, I walked out of that hospital room feeling like the whole world had lifted off my shoulder because it was from the heart. My daughter was grown. I had grandchildren. And if I'm not mistaken, I may have had a great-grand. Yeah, I did have great-grands. I mean, this mess had gone on for that long. I had great-grandkids. I um, I had even met the man that God had sent for me. I had married. And this, my my husband, this time it was a husband. My husband had passed already. This this is how long it went in my heart. I was walking around with hurt and aches and pains and mess. Did not know where it was coming from. But I found out now it was coming from a place of unforgiveness. Let me tell you something, my brother. Unforgiveness will kill you. It will send you to an early, early, early grave if you're not careful. If you're walking around here mad at whoever you're mad at, oh, he hurt me, he done this to me, or she done that to me, let me tell you something. Let it go. Let it go. Sure, you're going to be hurt. You live in this world, you are going to be hurt. And a lot of times it's from people, most of the time it's from people that you would never thought that would have hurt you. But you give that mess to God. Give it to him. And let it go for your sake, for your children's sake for everybody's connected with you, for their sake, let it go. Because you cannot 
Trust me, you cannot function in the way that God would have you to function if you're walking around with all this bitterness, all this hate, all this mess in you. You can't do the things that God would have you to do. At least you can't do it right. Because when you do it, you're not doing it from the heart because you got this garbage in you. And it's, it's killing you. And you don't have sense. I'm saying this, I didn't have sense enough to know it. But God. But God. And I'm telling you, I found out that he not only had one child <laughs> while we were married, he had six that I know about. I said I was going to Africa and try to find out if I had some love, love, love kids over there. <laughs> but he had so many. But that was that, and that too was between him and God. And I got the chance. I have not met. Yeah, I did. I met two. I'm, well, I met. I met most of them at his funeral. I met most of those kids. And Phil, I have so much love for those babies. They are my babies. I don't care who gave birth to them. Those are my babies. Dita Felter, her sister, and her brother. And I'm not going to try to name them because I'm getting in trouble. But um, out of that, out of, out, of, out, of, out of his cheating and messing on me, came these kids. And I don't, I, I'm not in contact with them except for three and by Gloria. And a lot of times I, I call Dee Dee and her mother too. But out of all that mess came these beautiful babies. And I thank God for it. I thank God for it because it put more love in my heart and it gave me more love. I truly believe, and if any of them are listening now, if you don't love me, don't let me know it. Because I believe that you love me. And if you're fooling me, if you're making a fool out of me, keep on fooling me, baby. Because God knows I love you. That's all. That's all. Thank you so much. Hey, Phil. Um, um, Not another story, but what I hear in my heart is that there are many people that are on the line that are or there are some people that are on the line that are dealing with unforgiveness. Um, and, you know, um, if today is your day to be free. And so I feel led to, and Fred Hill, you can do it or whatever, but I feel led to pray specifically um, about unforgiveness and to renounce um, that spirit. Because once you do, and I'm, talk, I'm not talking about bad relationships, just bad relationships. I'm talking about people who were raped. I'm talking about people who were molested. I'm talking about people who were the offenders that are struggling with forgiving yourself. I'm talking about people that, you know, that, you know, violent attacks against you and all everything that you've dealt with. Today you can be free and you can be delivered from that. Uh, it's definitely your choice. 
Um, um, but 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 the Bible tells us, come unto me. I'm paraphrasing it. Um, come unto me, all that are laden and heavy laden, and I will burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so we walk around um, with these burdens. And one of the things that I as I listened, a common denominator for all of us who talked about how we asked, went to people and asked them to forgive is the freedom, the, the, the weight that we felt lifted from us, which is a sign of freedom. It's a sign of liberty because that thing, um, the unforgiveness for whatever it is, is, it has us held down. It has us held back. And so it's important that we, that we release that if we want, if, if, you, if you want to. Um, and so I just want to pray a really, um, Phil is okay if I just pray a really gentle yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go, along that go, go. line. And, um, and listen, when you, when you pray the prayer, however you pray, just make sure in some kind of way that you, you lead them to have them repeat after you and renounce and, you know, whatever it is. Yes, so sir. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so we, we won't get really, really wild with it, but if there is somebody on the line um, that you know that I'm talking to you. Um, it's very important that when I get to the point where um, I have you repeat after me that you say these words out loud. And the reason that it's important for you to say these words out loud is because there's a legal matter that needs to happen in the spirit. And um, so the enemy has legal rights to do certain things to us when we are in this position of unforgiveness. Because if we, when we go to the, and I don't want to go too, too deep, but I just want to paint a picture. Um, our prayers are hindered because legally we bind God's hands. Not that God can do, can't do anything for us, but legally it's, it becomes a spiritual, it becomes a, a matter of the law where um, it can be looked like as, as though God is unjust if he allows certain things to happen to us. Uh, um, and we haven't let go of something, right? So the forgiveness really is about us and us being free and us renouncing, coming out mm -hmm. of agreement with whatever that is that we're facing. And so if the call gets crazy, we hear noises and all that other kind of stuff, whatever, we're going to, we, we will get through this. So just, I just want to get a sense of, am I talking to come off the, you're going to come off your phone really quickly to say yes it's me and then i want you yes, to put your yes, phone back yes, on me yes okay. yes okay is there yes. is there anybody else yes it's me yes yes it's me yes it's me yes okay all right so yes. yes it's me okay let me come out of these ear 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 you can hear me better yo and while she's and while she's coming out of them earbuds while she's coming out let me say this if you feel yourself um, while you're saying this or after you say it, if you feel yourself beginning to yawn, um, burp, cough, um, don't don't swallow it down. That's that that's one of the ways that these unclean things, these unclean spirits, these demons, that they come out. Okay, so if you feel yourself doing that. Go ahead and just and just let it free, let it go. Hallelujah. Can I ask let a me. question? If I, is it a specific person or can it be multiple people? And I'm oh, crying. Multiple I'm a, I'm a, people. And I'm crying and I'm wondering if that's a part of it too. Go ahead, Phil. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm out the way, Taya. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, oh, okay, with you. okay. So, yes, whoever that was, yes, it can be multiple people. And you can be delivered from multiple um, situations at one time as we're talking about forgiveness specifically, okay? Absolutely, it can be more than one person, right? But what I want you to do is I want you to put your phone. Is there anybody else who wants to say yes? Uh, if you need to, you didn't get a chance to do it, you got afraid, you, don't let the devil punk you out of being delivered. Don't let him intimidate yes, me. you out of being delivered. Yes, it's me. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. And Tanya, when um and Tanya, one other thing, when you're leading them, um I I wanna make sure I'm in one accord with you. Are you telling them to keep their phones off of mute while you're leading them or you just have to come off mute just to say that, but you want them to go back on mute right now? So I guess, yeah, I'm struggling with that, but I'm going to go ahead and say you can come off, off mute. Well, I want off them to mute. be able to, yes, yes, so off we can mute. hear it. Okay, okay, okay. So so let me, so what I'll do is I'm going to pray first, then when it's time for you to repeat after me so that you can disavow what's going on, then I'll say I want you to come off of mute. But it's very important that you listen um, first so we can do the complete renunciation and then um, we can we can give God praise for delivering you. Is that clear to everybody? Okay. All right. Yeah. Phil, um, I will I will definitely hand it back off to you as well. Okay. Well, well listen, Miss Tanya, I want to let you know. Um, again, as y'all heard me say a million times, you know that anointing or that apostolic is on Dion, and one of the things about the apostolic is the apostolic delegates. It commissions, it charges, um, it pushes people forward. And so I just believe that, you know, this is the Lord pushing you forward. So just consider me to be almost like somebody that's on your ministry team, assistant. You're the one that's leading. If you notice what I said, I said I'm following your lead. So you got this, okay? okay? You you and Jesus, okay. y'all got this. And I'm going to have my phone on mute and just be praying. Why are you doing this? Okay. 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 All right. Amen. Just wanting to be respectful. Um, so, Father, um, in the name of Jesus, we come to you on behalf of your children, those that have verbally said out loud that they know that they need to forgive. We know that according to your word, that we are responsible for giving those who offended us, not one time, but your word tells us. Um, when one of your apostles asked, how many times should we forgive? Seven. And you said, no, 70, 70 times seven. And so, um, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and praise you for the humility that these, your precious people have exhibited. I even pray for the person that's struggling right now under the sound of my voice, that Holy Spirit, you will give them the unction to be obedient to what you're telling them to do. We thank you for Courtney and her ability to open her mouth. And if a babe in Christ can open her mouth and say that she, help, I want help, surely we can too. And so, Father, I thank you that you will hear every prayer that is prayed today. I thank you that there will be complete deliverance as a result of what these, your precious people, confess on today. And so what we're going to get ready to do is I want you to go ahead and take your phone off mute. And we're going to, I want you to repeat after me. So everybody, I'll give you just a couple of seconds to take your phone off. Of you. 
hope you can be in a quiet area. I hope you can as best you possibly can. So, Father, I repent. I repent for holding on to, for holding on to, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. I admit. I was wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. I renounce. I renounce. I disavow. I come out of agreement. I thank you. I thank you that it is replaced with the spirit of love. With the spirit of love, forgiveness, and compassion. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for what He's done for you. Come on and thank God for what He's done for you. Come on and thank
um, still at this point, I do want to turn the remainder of the call over to you um, so that you can give them um, anything that God has given you and that you can take um, further direction. But I know some people got free today. I, I heard it. I, I can I can feel it. What?
Okay. Is there is is there anybody else um, that wants to Hallelujah. put a voice? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, this is Liberty, and I was Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, for your deliverance, Father God. It's, as I just thank God as He continues to deliver me, and as I was as as I am being delivered and was being delivered, the saltiness of the rebuke, the saltiness, the bitterness that I was coughing up, the bitterness, the saltiness. I'm like, Lord, Lord, deliver me the salty. It was so salty. It was so bitter. And I'm like, Lord, if that was inside of me, the saltiness, the bitterness, Father God, Lord, deliver me. And it's coming up and it's still coming up. And I'm like, Lord, it is so salty. My mouth, it is so salty. It is so bitter. And I can taste it. I can taste it. And I just thank God for the prayer. I thank God for the teaching of the word, of the understanding. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful, Father God, that I was here today in this moment in time because this is what God died for. He died for me to be delivered. He died for me to be set free. He died for me to be healed. Come Hallelujah. On, thank you, Jesus. Come on. And I thank God. Thank I thank God. God. I thank God. I thank God this morning. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I thank God for this. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. I thank yeah. God for the people that press through with us this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, thank, I thank God for yeah. Phil's time. I thank you. I thank you, Tanya. I thank you. I thank you for the people that press with us that press deep and go in with us. Hallelujah. And I'm so grateful, and I love you guys. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So, Liberty, um, and anybody else that might be, um, wow, because I was praying for the bitterness to come up and the anger. So, anybody else that experienced something similar to Deborah and to Liberty as far as coughing up anything, that may happen a little bit, you know, even after the call. It may it may continue it may continue to happen. What's important as Phil first said is is that you don't swallow it down, that you don't try to suppress it because it may not be a cough. It might be something else. It might be a sneeze, whatever. It you may even pass gas, you may feel frequent urges to go to the bathroom. Don't try to dismiss or, um, like I said, suppress because this, it has to have a way, the spirit has to have a way to to um, leave your body, to exit your body, okay? Um, is there anybody else that wants to share your freedom? Going once. I know it's somebody else. Don't hey, this is Latoya. Hey, this, hey, this is Latoya. So I had a deliverance yesterday with Phil about forgiving myself. So today, when you talked about the prayer, I was like, it's me. I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm, I was passing gas, too. So I'm like, I don't know what this is. So I'm passing gas. I'm blowing out air, and the Holy Spirit immediately started bringing up people that I haven't forgiven. And I didn't even think about these people. Like I thought in my heart, like, okay, maybe I have forgiven them, but he immediately brought up people. But I just feel so free. Like I feel free in Christ. I feel blessed. Like I am just so thankful to God for deliverance and for knowing that this is what he died for. Like for the understanding of this is what Christ died for. Like I can get a part of this. Like this is for me. Like this is for me. And it's very liberating to be like 
somebody else needs this and I am being equipped to help somebody else get their deliverance and to be free. Like I want everybody to feel like this. Like, are you bound? Let's get you free. Like, you know, um, so I just think you so literally like, walk around the gas station. Are you bound? I can get you free. Let me tell you about Jesus. Like how you doing? Oh my God. Are you sure? Let me tell you about Jesus. Like I'm just like Thank you, Lord. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, and I think when you're going through the process and the journey, you get discouraged sometimes and you get stressed out. And when you get to this point, you're like, Lord, I would do it again. Thank you. Yes, I would do it again because I'm here. Thank you, Lord. This is what was on the other side. Lord, you trust him. You understand yes. what the are. you like, what? I wasn't, you, God, forgive me. I should have trusted you. You know I'm here. Wow. Lord, this is what you have for me. This is enough. You don't have to give me nothing else. You gave me deliverance. You set me free. Wow. I am mentally, I am free. Thank wow. you, Lord. I don't need nothing. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am free. Thank you, God. I'm Lord, free, Lord. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. And see, you guys, this is what the enemy doesn't want you to have. He wants it. So this is not, I should have been off this call. I, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting ready to fly out of here so I can go graduate. <laughs> but, but, and so they're little, and the Lord said, don't worry about that stuff. Don't worry. Because something happened today that freaked me out. Um, so he said, don't worry about it. But listen, this was not planned. You know, I've always, I'm going to make a confession. Like, you know, my friend is a little special, Dion, and she'll go in and everywhere and pray for people. And I'm like, I'd be, I don't be embarrassed, but I'd be like, oh, my God, the white people are going to, I don't mean no harm, but the people that go, we would be at a restaurant, we could be at a shopping mall, like, this for real? You know, and in Hawaii, walking down, we just hear that. Listen, in Mexico, so, so I thought, I was like, well, you know, the deliverance thing is for her. That's, you know, that she, you know, that's what I thought. I thought that, but it's not. My style is different, but it's not. I I, I understand what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know how to hear God. Our our walk is different, but I understand that I have a place. We all do, Um, especially that I've been doing study about deliverance. Um, it's, it's, It's what we're supposed to do as believers. It's not relegated to an apostle or a prophet or, you know, they, they do it as well, but it's not. It's first right. So is there anybody else who experienced freedom today? You know, you know, and you're knower that you got delivered. Hey, yes. This yes. is Mellow Melody. <clears throat> hey, sweetie. <laughs> Listen, I was in here minding my business. And I was like, this is not for me. I'm good. I forgave all of those people. And the Holy Spirit said, go get in the shower. And I started praying in the Spirit. And then he showed me somebody. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And while you were praying and you said the scripture about 70 times 7, that's the book that he told me to write. And I have had a, a mental blockage about this book. I could not put pencil to paper. And literally, as I'm in the shower, I started feeling sick. And I 
started coughing. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is not happening. <laughs> but this type of freedom, this feels different. So I can say that I just went through this whole, she said it, it was bitter, it was salty in her mouth. That's what it tastes like, salt and bitterness coming up out of me this morning. So I just want to say thank you for your obedience and listening to the Holy Spirit. Unction you to do this today because you just gave me something that I thought I was free from. And this right here just set another tone. Yesterday I made a post that said, I just jumped off of this merry-go-round and many won't understand that. Mm. I literally just jumped off of the merry-go-round. Literally. Mm. I'm not going to be in that merry-go-round no more. My goodness, no more merry-go-rounds or Ferris wheels or Trampster no more. wheels for mellow. No more. No more. I mean, you just said a whole mouthful when you said you thought that this was for Dion, that deliverance was only for her. Well, months ago, he told me that the name of the um, organization I carry is now changed to Deliverance Ministry. And I was like, um... Okay, but I understand why it follows me everywhere and things that I experience all the time It's because this is where I'm supposed to be at. So I just want to thank you, and I give all honor and glory to God because this freedom feels different. I don't feel bound. Even the pain in my neck went away. I've been having pain in my neck for like three days. It's gone. Right. So. So, so Melly, I'm going to ask you a question that's going to sound really, really silly. Um, are you a believer? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. And and a believer, you, you experienced some things today that you didn't even realize was in you that you needed to release. Is that what I'm hearing you say? The forgiveness part of it, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not a quick mm-hmm. – I'm making yeah. a point. It's, it's, not, oh, yeah. it's not a trick at all. What I want to say to anybody that might be listening later, you're you're listening on the callback, or you're you're still you still on the line, but you don't believe. But you're still on the line, and it's almost it's nine o'clock. But you're still on the line, but you don't believe. This is not made up. I didn't. No, nobody nobody made this up. Nobody called these people and told them to. Okay, we're gonna say this, and then at this time we're gonna do this. All of this was organic, as we would call it today, because it was Jesus wanting. He, he literally presented it and put it in your lap today, that if you wanted it, he put it in a nice, neat little package for you to receive it, however you got it. And this is a woman who loves God and realizes she was holding on to something, unforgiveness, which is a spirit, but she released it today. She's not demon-possessed. But because of her, just like me, there were thoughts in my head about my ex-husband. And had I continued to allow those thoughts to nurture those thoughts and simmer and percolate and marinate in my soul, it would have turned to anger. The anger would have turned to bitterness. And I would not be the person that I am today. Is there anybody else on the call that you know you experienced? Deliverance. Okay. 
Going once. Going twice, no judgment. All right. I know I know you there and you're not ready to speak now. Um it's that's that's on you, no judgment at all. I know there are more people. Go ahead. Someone was trying to speak. Well, Phil, this is your call. You can have it back. I'm done. Hey, no, 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 no. It's Jesus called. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's Jesus called now. For real. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on. One plants, another waters, but God giveth the increase. Come on. Hallelujah. Well, if it ain't nobody else, we're going to close this out. Nobody else got anything to share, question, nothing. We good, right? Philip, Philip, I have a question. Come on. This is Trina. Uh, My question is, how do I minister to someone that I can see the demons in them and they're they're talking to themselves? Mainly, some of them are homeless, and I am by myself. How do I minister to them? Um, that's one question, okay. I guess. Was okay. Oh, well, let me answer that that one first. So, um, and just to make sure that I understand before I answer, are you talking about when you you walk up on somebody and they're talking to themselves? Or are you talking about while you're in the midst of a conversation with them and they're talking to themselves? By the way, whoever whoever that is, make sure you got your phones muted. Unless you're the person that's talking to me right now, make sure your phone is muted. Did you hear the question that I asked you, ma'am? Yes. Yes, I heard you. Uh, one, uh, with, I was with the um, evangelist team and then uh, one of the person did ask me a question. I knew that was for her speaking. And then she asked this another question and then and I can see that she's talking she turned away and she was talking to a visible person. Um that's one one thing that happened. Another one, they they would see me and some some homeless would walk away from me or they would run. Okay, so I would tell you this. Um, for instance, if I saw, I'm just saying me personally, if I'm talking to somebody and I see them start talking to somebody invisible, I automatically under my breath, mm-hmm. you know, I'm probably going to start binding something or loosening something. But let me give you the safest advice. And when I teach my deliverance classes, uh, all the time that I've ever done it, I always say the same thing. Christina, what am I going to say? Christina, you there? You're going to say, ask Holy Spirit. There you go. Every single time. I'm going to say, I've had people call me in the middle of ministering deliverances. Man, you know, man, this and that, what to do? And my first question be, did you ask Holy Spirit? What did he tell you? Because no two cases, no two opportunities are the same. Now, I'm going to tell you some practical things after this. But first, I need your foundation to be ask Holy Spirit. 
seriously, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I don't know what he wants to do in the midst with that person. He might tell you something unconventional, and by you doing that, it's going to cause something crazy to happen. So let your first response every single time be, Holy Spirit, what should I do? Matter of fact, just to activate that, I want you to say that right now. Say, Holy Spirit, what should I do? Holy Spirit, what should I do? Good. And since you asked the question, it's just like with me. When you asked the question, you asked with an expectation that I was going to give you some kind of answer. So I need you to have that same thing with Holy Spirit. When you ask him that, quiet yourself and wait. It may come in the form of a voice, but it also may come in the form of a memory. It may come in the form of a picture. It may come in the form of an impression, which is like a knowing, an inner knowing, okay? And the more that you exercise this, uh, and there's scripture for this, uh, Jesus says that when you get, when he was talking to the disciples and he told them when they got delivered up to the rulers, don't think about what they're going to say because the spirit of the, his father was going to tell them what to say. All right. The Lord will definitely speak to you in the midst mm -hmm. of those things. Now I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you this after saying, ask Holy Spirit. One of the things we want to do when we're in midst, one of the things we want to do when we're in the midst of these things, you know, don't ever be ashamed to start praying in tongues under your breath. I say mm -hmm. under your breath because you're trying to mm -hmm. still communicate with that person. They're not going to understand tongues. You're going to come off religious. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, mm -hmm. there's only in certain cases where you want to get loud with your tongues. Other than that, you know, so please, I'm not saying you can never get loud with your tongues. Because there are definitely times where I do, but those are in the moment where it needs to be. This is why I say, ask Holy Spirit. Other than that, mm -hmm. you pray in tongues under your breath. But why am I praying in tongues? Not to be religious. I'm praying in tongues. And I want you to hear this. I'm praying mm -hmm. in tongues because what I'm doing is I'm drawing an answer out of God's heart. Remember mm -hmm. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want you to write this down. First Corinthians mm -hmm. chapter two, verses nine through 10 says, mm -hmm. eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has entered into our hearts the things that God has for those who love them. But what does he say in verse 10? But God reveals them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches the deep things of God. First Corinthians 14, verse two says that when we pray in an unknown tongue, we're not speaking unto man, but unto God. It says that the spirit was speaking mysteries. My point of the matter is, is when we start praying in tongues, we're not doing it for a religious action. We're doing it because we're drawing something out of God's heart. So when you start doing that, and as you're praying in tongues, Holy Spirit is going to begin to start showing you some things, which way to go, whether it's going to highlight one of your senses whether it's now you're going to feel led to do something, you're going to start seeing something, you're going to start hearing something. So I want that to be your default response when you're dealing with them, okay? It's asking Holy Spirit and then under your breath, you know what I'm saying? Man, go in the tongue, even if it's for a second or two. And I'm telling you, you you're going to start getting immediate 
on-the-spot answers, and there is going to be an increase of testimonies and miracles that you're going to see in that atmosphere. Okay. Okay? okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been doing. I was. I did ask the Holy Spirit, and I was praying under under my breath. Um, and you said you person, were asking Holy Spirit. Yeah, when this person when this person was talking about yeah to another person, I did ask and I did pray in my every language, but just sometimes that I don't hear what the Lord is telling me what to do. Uh, well, but let me challenge you with this, woman of God. I'm gonna challenge you with mm-hmm. two things. I'm going to charge you with two things. One is you want to make sure that sometimes we are hearing God, but we don't believe that that's the answer. Okay. 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 That's the one thing. But then the other thing is this. If you don't hear anything, you know what that means? Don't Don't do do nothing. nothing. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just throwing mm-hmm. them yeah. two things to you. All right? We don't wanna we don't wanna force Jesus in a situation. Okay, now what if they manifest? Um, What's my answer gonna I, be to you? Oh. You you already know what my answer gonna be. What's my answer gonna be when they start manifesting? Can I cast them out? No, what's what's my no, no, but, but even before casting them out, what's my answer gonna be? Asking the Holy Spirit. Ask Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, woman of God, I've been telling people this for years. I when I do deliverance trainings, everything, you know why I'm saying this? Because this is what mm-hmm. I have to do. I gotta do the same thing because no two are the same. It be all types of wild stuff that be happening that God may tell you to do. Because if you just follow a formula, you're going to end up trying your formula on somebody and it ain't going to work. And they're going to look at you and be like, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know, but who are you? So you're going to have to sit there and ask Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what you sometimes it's going to be the knowing. You're just going to know, oh, bam, this going on. Let me just jump into this. But I'm telling you, ask Holy Spirit. That is the safest thing that you can do. Remember, okay. he's you, you know for a fact, because you love God, the Bible says he's a helper, right? Right, right. But think, but think about this. He's not just a helper for church service. He's not just a helper when we're going through. He's the helper in all situations, including mm-hmm. when you get in a situation and you got to minister to somebody when they start manifesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I hear you. Thank you so much. You're welcome, woman of God. And let that be a teachable moment for every single body that is on this line. Ask Holy Spirit, like Tonya. Uh, I mean, t- I said Tonya. <laughs> Tanya, <laughs> Tanya, not Tanya, was represented on this line. She was represented. I'm gonna tell you right now, y'all. Y'all heard me. Early in the call, give her her respect and everything. But I say this in all respect. If she would have asked me in any way, man, what to do next, I would have told her the same thing. I tell anybody the same thing. We got to ask Holy Spirit because I'm telling y'all, like, 
like man it's no two, it's like fingerprints you know what i'm saying no two people have the same fingerprints you know what i mean what worked for one person may not work for another person god may have a whole other way that he wants you to go and minister to that person and so we got to make sure because if we treat people like an assembly line you know what i mean like we you could end up damaging certain people so I'm telling you, ask Holy Spirit, because he already knows. He knows the best course of action to take. And guess what it's going to challenge inside of you? It's going to challenge the part in us that, have un, that, that is still unbelieving, but it's, it's going to challenge that part in us that doubts what we hear from God. That's really what it challenges. It challenges that part. Mute your phone, please. It challenges that part in you that doubts Am I really hearing God correctly? And then you rack your brain over it. Like, I think this is God. I still think this is God. So when you say, ask Holy Spirit to some people, it takes them back to that moment of, am I really hearing him? Am I not hearing him? And you're like, well, I don't want to go through that in that situation. So let me just ask somebody and they'll give me a, a, a concrete answer. No, Holy Spirit wants to come to your aid in those moments. These are those moments that actually help intensify your intimacy with the Lord. Because think about it, when you're in danger and somebody come to your rescue, there's a bond that's formed in that moment. There's a bond. You let somebody jump in front of a car to save your life. There's a bond that you have with that person. You don't have to know them from a can of paint, but you see them as that person that saved your life. Well, remember, Jesus saved your life, but then he has a spirit who will come and will speak and will aid you right in the midst of what you're going through. And Holy Spirit is ready to testify of Jesus. John chapter 15, verse 26. So I'm telling you, people of God, this will keep you from being weird and spooky and deliverance, doing some of this crazy nonsense that we see. I ain't talking about, you know, some of this weird stuff. We I'm talking about, yo, biblical-based deliverance, casting out devils, knowing when it's time to cast out a devil, and knowing when it's time to say, you know what, I need to walk this person through some, through some inner healing. I mean, it's really not any difference, but I'm just using the term inner healing so people understand what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But, but he'll let you know what you need to do. He'll also let you know, okay, I'm about to jump into deliverance. He'll be like, no, 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 no. You want to hold up. This person don't even believe in me. This person ain't even saved. Uh-uh. This, this person right here, was actually sent from the occult to try to trick you. You you might need to I don't come out of agreement with witchcraft and the occult before you even jump. Well, Lord, we don't usually start off with the witchcraft of the occult. Lord, we usually start off with unforgiveness. Holy Spirit, like, no, I'm telling you today, you start off with witchcraft and the occult. Look, I, I got a testimony. Listen, there's times where I'm going to tell you as a man of God, as somebody who ministers deliverance, there are times where I have missed Holy Spirit. Even recently, I, I remember a time where, I, like, Holy Spirit told me clear as day. was like, man, start asking people. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it, I, I was ministering to somebody, and I found out they was, they was drinking the whole time I was ministering to them. And so then he put it in my spirit to, to, to ask, you know, was somebody drinking or smoking or whatever, and I didn't do it. 
You know what I'm saying? I was like, ah, no, nah. I let my intellect get in the way. No, nah, no, nah, that was that time. And as a result, I went all around the mulberry bush just to find out that I should have asked that question. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it, it happens. So I'm not telling you all, like, you know, you got to be perfect because I'm perfect. No, I'm telling you I miss it too, hands down. But this is even more the reason why I'm telling y'all, ask Holy Spirit. I'm growing in this area more and more too. I'm trying to get better and grow in this thing too, okay? Ask Holy Spirit. I cannot impress that enough upon you when you ministering in this field. Amen. Does anybody else have something? Good morning. Good morning. God bless. Good morning. My name is Patience. Um, actually, you know, I've been on this line since about six o'clock this morning, and this is all this beautiful declaration. I tell you, declaration. Everything was going on beautifully. Um, so anyhow, I took a I took a little nap. It wasn't my fault. It, it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 
the dude who had Legion had 2,000. You know, when you look it up, a Legion, some people say a Legion is 2,000. Some people say 6,000. Some people say 12,000. What we can all agree on is that Legion is at least 2,000 demons. Now, intellectually, somebody come to you and say they got 2,000 demons, you might feel like that's going to take a long time. He got, he got his demons cast out right there. And the Bible says when the people came, that man was sitting there clothed and in his right mind. So don't put any limitations on what the Lord would do for you. You know what yes. I'm saying? Don't put no limitations on that. I mean, right now, we're going we gonna to come out of agreement with that because God might try to be trying to do something with you to where you go to sleep and you wake up. You, you, get, you got deliverance in your dreams. And yes. you wake up and you totally free of everything. Okay, so with, this is God we talking about. Don't ever put limitations on your on your because when you do that, you put in time restraints on your freedom. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. So I want you to repeat after me. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come out of agreement. I come out of agreement. With every word curse. With every word cursed. That I have spoken over my deliverance. That I have spoken over my deliverance. And my freedom. And my freedom. Saying that it will take time. Saying that it's going to take time. I decree. <laughs> Psalm chapter 31. I decree over Psalm chapter 331. Verse 15. Verse 15, I'm writing it down right now. No, 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 no. I want you to say it, woman God. I'll tell you the scripture after. I want you to say it right now. Just stay, stay focused. Stay present with me, okay? Okay. So I'm going to say it again. Say, I decree. I decree. Psalms chapter 31. Psalms chapter 31. Verse 15. Verse 15. That says. That says. My times are in his hands. My time is in his hands. The timing of my freedom is in God's hands. Timing of freedom is in God's hands. Not my hands. Not my hands. Not the enemy's hand. Not the enemy's hand. Or anybody else's hand. Or anybody else's hand. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, Thank woman of God. And listen, what you do when you get when you go back on you, the same thing with you. Ask Holy Spirit. Ask Holy Spirit the who to lead you to for you know, for deliverance. Holy, Holy Spirit, I need some deliverance. Or you can just make it very clear, Jesus, I need some deliverance. And just tell him to lead you to that place where, that, where he wants you to go or that gathering or that city or whatever. Again, it may be a one-on-one -on -one thing. The Lord may appear to you right there in your room. I ain't talking about no impression. I'm talking about him himself. See, we don't ever want to put limitations on God in this thing. You get what I'm saying, woman of God? Yes, 
And so many of us, I've heard a lot of times, we put limitations on our freedom because we do it intellectually. That's something a counselor may say. That's something a therapist may say. But but Jesus, the counselor, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, move on a whole different time frame. Come on, because I guarantee you it's some people on this line right now that the Lord instantly delivered in yes. some particular areas. Come on. I ain't watch I ain't watched porn since since like the day or two before I got saved. Uh, I had I had a porn addiction. Okay? I got saved the last week of April 2009. Yeah. I ain't smoked weed since the last week of April 2009. I ain't smoked a square. Even drank a drink. I was a functioning alcoholic since the last week of April 2009. I'm saying what God did for me. He delivered me from masturbation. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Now, yes, sir. now, now, did I still have certain deliverances that I had to go through once I got saved? You know, anger, certain things that had to do with rejection, bitterness, all of those things, all without question. But I'm saying there were some things that he took. He took that thing away. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you right now, we don't ever, you know, it gets me. I was ministering at a church the other day, and I got so vexed because after I shared this message on freedom about Jesus the counselor and people being stirred up, people, you can see it like, man, people ready to weep, cry, like, man, when they finally realized there was a way out, somebody tried to come and bust in. In a, in a church and tried to say something directly contrary to what I said, just for them to come to me on the side later on and say, you know what, I apologize, because I realized that it wasn't that. It was actually demons that was messing with these people I was talking about. So my thing was like, well, why didn't you say that publicly? But my point of the matter is, they it, it so bothered them that I preached the message of saying Jesus can set you free right now, period. He can set you free. He can get you off them pills right now. Jesus can do that, period. And so we got to make sure, and that's for anybody on this line, there are some things you may have been struggling with. Look, that woman struggled with an issue of blood for 18 years. But when she encountered Jesus, she got healed right then. That man, that man who was at that temple, who was lame and sick, paralyzed, I mean, he was paralyzed in front of that temple all them years. The moment he encountered Jesus through Peter and John, he got healed right then. Let that be a word for you, that Jesus will heal you right now. Don't put no time limitations on your deliverance. I know the Bible says little by little I will cast you out, but but sometimes for some people it's instantly. Yes. Come on. Don't put no limitations on your freedom. Dion said got deliverance, but she also got freedom on that on that flyer. So that means she's believing God for two things: for deliverance to go forth, but for what else? For freedom to go forth. So don't put no time release curses on our freedom. God, a man died on the cross for this. A man gave his blood for this. A man became guilty.
so you and I could be innocent for this. Freedom is very important to Jesus, very important to Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. You talk to the Holy Spirit, and, and you let him lead you along your course. Come on. Okay. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Yes. In Jesus and if he don't align, and listen, and when you talk to the Holy Spirit, just to make sure we don't, we don't give way to no seducing spirits, no, no doctrines of devils, no angels of light. Let me make this very clear. If it don't agree with the Bible, that ain't Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. If it don't agree with the Bible, it is not Holy Spirit. Period. End of story. Okay, I'm through. Thank you so much for sharing that, woman of God. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for for keeping me close to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. Amen. I ain't keeping you close. I was just the Lord putting that in my heart to let you know. It sounds like this probably something he's been trying to tell you. <laughs> 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 he just said, will you tell her what I've been telling her? You know what I'm saying? Will you just, just, just repeat this to her? She going to know it's me because I tell her this all the time. What? <laughs> yes, yes. Thank Come on. Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Come on, before they, before they cut the call off. Y'all know they kicked us off. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> you, got, you got an hour and ten minutes before that, brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. We got kicked off last time, for real. Yo, anybody else? I know this. I'm going to say this part right here. Y'all might get tired of me playing, uh, beating this drum, but I'm going to say this. Y'all better make sure y'all show an honor to Miss Dion making all this possible. I don't, I don't know no prayer calls that's going to open up some stuff. I'm not saying I know every prayer call, but I'm just saying this, this, is, this is a luxury. This is an honor, a privilege. You can sit there and get on the line, get free, get some ministry, you know, be on here as long as you want, ask questions, sit here, vibe out. You can do all this stuff like that. Listen, you better better get some honor. That's literally like when people get in a relationship with somebody who the best thing on planet Earth, and then they sit there, and then they get in a relationship with somebody else. Then they got to realize how good they had it. Like, what, what was I doing? For real. Y'all better give some credit where credit is due. Men and women. Amen. 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 I ain't hear no men voices. That's okay. Hey. But let me tell you, you know what I'm saying? Don't let that religious spirit get you on the real. Don't don't let that Baptist doctrine you know what I'm saying? Try to shut you down. For real. Whatever doctrine it is, we gotta we gotta learn how to get respect. That's something that 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 is lacking, especially in the black community. Jesus. But I understand this was something that was taught to us, ingrained in our culture. 
But we got to get respect, y'all. We got to show respect. Get credit where credit is due. That's all. Good morning, Brother Phil. This is Topaz. Good morning, Topaz. Hey, hey, how you doing? All right, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I want to say thank you for your um, declaration. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you to Tanya, Dion, everybody that made this call happen. Um, as I was sitting here listening, I've been driving the whole time. Uh, well, for the last two and a half hours, I've been driving. But um, I couldn't come off mute at a some point in the uh, call to um, say good morning or whatever the case was, just because um, my uh, reception as I'm driving is in and out. So I just wanted to say that um, thank you for your declaration and that the devil the devil is not going to keep me bound and keep my mouth shut. Um, Come on. As you guys, <laughs> okay, because as you guys were doing this, I thought I didn't have any unforgiveness or anything that was holding me or keeping me bound, but I started to get frustrated as my phone started to ring, people were calling and all of this, and I'm like, they got me going in and out, I couldn't hear, I apologize, because at one point, I had come off mute, and um, you asked if we could silence the phone, I was like, oh, that's me, um, nevertheless, um, I realized I was harboring some unforgiveness and maybe where I thought I had forgave somebody, I had rescinded my forgiveness. I got a little frustrated with my ex, um, who I had went through a whole lot of domestic violence. I ended up going to jail behind it, all kind of stuff. Wow, and, wow. um <laughs> Yeah, because I wasn't going to let nobody just hit on me. But <laughs> I, um, I was like, you know, we were going through everything and saying the prayer with Tanya and all of that. I, um, I Again, I didn't think I had any unforgiveness. And I began to burp, and I began to have gas, and I was like, hey, hold on. I didn't realize that I was holding something, but like I said, as you guys were going through it, I um, I, um, I, I didn't think that I was, you know, holding on to anything, but I think that was a release right there because I definitely feel lighter um, just after, you know, after you guys going through, you know, the, the um, prayer where we were repeating after Tanya and everything like that. I just wanted to say thank you and that um, I'm not going to give the devil the victory and, and let him put another, another you know, another spirit down on me. I already was dealing with unforgiveness as we were going over that, but I'm not going to let him keep me with shame and, you know, embarrassment because this is a process that we go through and that we're entitled to it. Like, as you guys were saying, you know, as being children of God, like, we're entitled to deliverance. That's the children's bread. So I just wanted to give my testimony. Hopefully it inspires somebody else to open their mouth and speak and not, you know, <laughs> not let the devil uh, win. Thank you Come so on. much. I'm going on you. Come on. Come on. Encur encourage our sister uh, Tanya. Encourage her. Come on now. Because, see, let me tell y'all what happens when somebody asks you to share if God did something with you and you don't. What happens is, and I'm saying this as, as a minister, Tanya ain't tell me this or nothing, I'm just saying. What happens is the enemy will start trying to plant things in our head. Ain't nobody get free like that. Ain't nobody, you could remember, we got an adversary. You know what I'm saying? He started to start speaking that stuff to us. Or we could walk away believing something totally different. And we got to know that we know. Now, my message to my sister Tanya, um, I'm, and I'm just saying this so I don't assume. She's probably already thinking like this. But I just want to encourage my sister, especially when you get in, in this area right here, you, we understand that this is a direct confrontation with the enemy. 
So therefore, we are dealing with lies right in our face. And since that devil is a liar, he going to sit there and he going to lie all day. You can sit there. I, I didn't minister to people who sat there, and they had a straight stone face through the entire deliverance. I'm talking about a stone face. And I'm walking away like, man, ain't nothing happening. And then that person calling me up, well, I find out, I run into him a couple months later. Man, after that thing was over, that night or that morning, I'm spitting up all night, all morning, this and that. If God hadn't allowed me to come back to hear that person, I would have never known that. I could have went off that physical thing. So to my sister Tanya, you know, and to anybody else, when you minister in this area, you got to know that you know that as long as you were faithful to what Jesus said, oh, that thing went down. Oh, that thing went down. Period. It, it went down. You know what I'm saying? Or, or let me, I'm sorry, let me correct my language. It went up. <laughs> it went up. Hallelujah. Hey, Phil. Yo. So, um, oh, go ahead. I was just going to publicly thank uh, Tan for uh, leading us through the unforgiveness. It's Christina Joy. I did Yana a few times. Yes. Thank you, Come Phil, on. for um, everything you've done over the past 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, um, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, keep on going. <laughs> And um, I just wanted to, I just wanted to thank Dion again for even allowing us to have a, a safe space to be transparent and um and, and talk about deliverance and get deliverance um, because where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and there is freedom so that's it Dean and Joy I'm out because now I'm on lunch so thank you for getting me through my day all right then <laughs> come on come on tell you what you about to say. So I was going to say that I felt absolutely intimidated because, again, I started saying, you know, like, this is Dion's thing. She's the specialist in this area, and you are the specialist in this area. And so I felt absolutely intimidated. I was like, no, nah, I don't really hear that. So, and, and But the nudge was there. And I, I recognize yeah. for me, I don't know about other people, but for me, when the nudge doesn't go away, the constant poking at me, I was like, oh, Jesus, Really? Um, but what is this going to look like? And then all of a sudden, it was like, stop it. Do what I told you to do. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. Um, and I kept trying to give it to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I kept getting out your way because I'm like, I ain't getting into, I, you, you ain't about to have me get in trouble with Jesus. He done told you to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? But I'm thankful for his forgive. I mean, for his for obedience because I know what it feels like to feel um, convicted if you don't do something. Um, and I know that this was part of this was deliverance for me too. Just go, just mm. acting in faith the the way that I did. I don't doubt like you know it's not that I I don't hear God at all. But like this level, I'm like yeah, but I haven't really you know. He was mm -hmm. like, listen, listen, forget about everything else that you have to do today. And go on and do what I told you to do. And so I, I will say that at first when I was like, hmm, nobody, like I heard lots of people getting a breakthrough. Nobody mm -hmm. said anything. I didn't let mm -hmm. it bother me, but I, which is why I said, you know, later on, if whatever, you know, we, I don't control that. But I do, I just, I'm saying this for other people who you, you, cause you have to have a baby step. They're baby steps. You have mm -hmm. to, you have to walk first. 
before you can get to a field level, before you can get to a Dion level, before you can get to a Dr. Eckhart level. There are, there are baby steps that we first take. And so I just, he just threw me in. It's like being thrown in the water, being thrown in a Not river and you don't know how to swim. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. Miss Tanya, with all due respect, I got to <laughs> say something to you real quick. Woman of God, you on the same level that all the people you named is on. Because Mark 16, 17, don't say, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, you'll cast out devils from baby steps. And then you'll cast out devils from middle steps. And then you could no, 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 no. You have the same power to cast out devils, period. I don't care if you've been doing it for 8,000 years. Uh, look, let me tell you something. Y'all know, y'all, you, have you ever heard of Apostle Ivy Hopkins? No, I haven't. That man, that, so they, they call him, you can look him up. His nickname is the General of Deliverance. Apostle What's his Eckhart name again? Call, What's Apostle his name again? Ivory, Ivory Hopkins. Okay. Now, Dion, you need to try to get him. Now, Dion, you can get him. He's he's accessible. Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I'm telling you right now, Apostle Eckhart and them call him the general of deliverance. That lets you know how much respect he got. That man let me minister deliverance to him years ago. Like, like seven, seven years ago. So hear what I'm saying like we can we we can be God is always training us right God's always growing us God's always maturing us I'm not saying that we can't mature and that there are levels of maturity but what I'm saying is you have access to the exact same power I'm telling y'all I will never forget when I first got on the altar at Crusaders I had that same same mindset, man. When and uh, uh, Crusaders, when they first put you on the altar, they will have you partner with somebody, you know, who's more quote unquote seasoned, right? And so my uh, the person they partnered me with ended up being one of my best friends, Antoine McNutt. So the they're supposed to partner with you for six months. After that first Sunday. The next time I'm up there, Antoine's like, you on your own. And he ain't never sit there and do nothing with me again. Next thing I know, it's a Tuesday. It's like the third time I'm up there. And I'm intimidated. I'm going to tell y'all a real story. I'm going to tell y'all how intimidated I was. Now, on Tuesdays at Crusaders, it's our deliverance services, even though we do deliverance all the time. But Tuesdays, are the services where you come because after Apostle Eckhart released that message, we're going to have a long time to minister deliverance. That's, that's just what the Tuesday night be about, okay? So you got people that literally travel from other countries to come to our church to get delivered. So here's the third time I'm on the altar. I've done the Sunday and another Sunday. All right, now I'm here on this Tuesday. So I look. When it's time for me to go forth, now I still feel very unsure about ministering deliverance, right? Now I don't have nobody to lean on and pass it over to. I'm spooked. So when I get up there on the altar, I remember it was four men, right? It was, it was me and three other men. 
Now, we had a policy. If you're new, you're supposed to go to the front so you could be the first one. But I let my fear and my intimidation get me, and I called myself hiding from God. I learned a very valuable lesson. I called myself in that moment like, well, you know, the people ain't going to see this. I know God see this, but the people don't. So what I did was I went to the end of the deliverance of, of, of the altar workers. So now I wasn't the first altar worker. I was the fourth altar worker, which was totally wrong. But I was so scared. I was like, man, I just don't, I, I, you know, I just didn't feel holy enough, trained enough, whatever that thing was, to do it. So I'm the fourth person. So the reason I made myself the fourth person was because I counted in the line. And it was only two or three men in the line, right? It's only two or three men in the line. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to make myself the last one. So therefore, they don't send it to me because they always sent the people in order to how the person was lined up on the thing. Listen, first person come up there, they look up, they see me, and they send them right over to me. They bypass everybody in the line to send them right over to me. And then not only do they send me this person, but they send me a dude who sits there and says, I've been going to churches for years with this problem, and I still can't get no freedom. So I'm already intimidated. Oh, guys, now you going to send him to me? You know what I'm saying? He done been in these churches all these years. Then he you know what I'm saying? Then he began to say, yeah, I watch a lot of paranormal shows. Oh, gosh. You know, he says, I have this spirit that comes on me, and it physically scratches me. He's showing me the physical scratch marks. A demon physically scratching him. Oh, my gosh. I'm, into, I'm sitting there like I just want to just slide up under the <laughs> Gosh, can you just... Please, Lord, could you just make Apostle Eckhart, let the Holy Spirit come upon him, Lord, and let him turn over to my direction and start praying for this man, something. You know what I'm saying? Why you got me doing it? You know what I mean? And I, all I could do was what I just told a couple of people on this line. I didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, I had a brain freeze of anything I learned in any of them classes because they didn't train me for this. They didn't say how to pray for a dude who being scratched up by demons physically. And he'd have been to all these churches and carrying them on his back. They didn't have that in the training. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was nowhere to manual. So guess what I had to do? I had to ask Holy Spirit. And I asked Holy Spirit, not from a King James version of what doth I do. No, you got to ask him from your South Side Bay Area way. Help! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God, what's what's cracking? Lord Jesus, what what man? <laughs> what what do I do? What what you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And God walked me through that deliverance step by step. This dude got so much deliverance right there. Step by step. And so was I still in training? Yes. But this is what I'm saying. I, I'm not I'm not knocking the training piece. We can still grow and everything like that. But I'm telling you, we all on the same level because Jesus has given every single one of us power. Luke 10, verse 19, he says, Behold, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. He doesn't say, I'm going to give 
uh, Philip a little more power than Dion. Dion, I'm going to give her a little more power than Tanya. No, 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 no. You have access to the book. Tanya, did you hear all of them people break out on that line to get free? Like, are you kidding me? You have, yes, I, I mean, did. people, are, are you kidding me? People up there coughing, praying in tongues. You ain't even, that, that thing was so annoying that Holy Spirit was like, look, I'm, I'm telling them things, Lee. Come on. You walked them through that renunciation and you saw that fruit. Come on. That was the sound of many people releasing, saying, I have just been set free. Well, guess who we used to do it? He didn't use Philip. He didn't use Dion. He used little old Tanya. You hear what I'm telling you, woman of God? I hear you, and I want to say that I repent for Come putting on. time limitations. It kind of step I told him on it did I come out of agreement come with on. the word curse that I put over myself. I disavow it. And I release it. I accept yes. the power of God and the greatness that God has put over my life. I accept it. Come on. Thank you, Phil. Come on. Thank you. Thank come on, you. woman of God. You didn't spend all that time with the Lord. Come on, woman of God. You got power, glory, and authority. Like, you, you, you got so much of that stuff flowing in you. It's ridiculous. Hallelujah. And it's just time for it to be released. That's the reason it just feels strange. That's all. Because it's like you're working a different muscle. But you already got the muscle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just that time to go forth. But you got that because your power comes from your one-on-one with Jesus. And that's why power comes from with everybody. Come on. You spent the time with the Lord. God is, go- God is moving. You know him. And he knows you. He vouches for you. So he ain't about to send you out nowhere in his name and make you make a fool of yourself. Come on. It says when you don't do he says when you confess him before men, he confesses you before angels. Come on, woman of God. Come on. You had the heavenly host helping you out today. Jesus. All them people getting on that line like that. I wasn't about to get up in that please to get in the way of that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, let me fall back, shoot. Let me make sure ain't no unforgiveness in my heart right now. <laughs> let me get some ministry. You know what I'm saying? For real. Hallelujah. Hey, Phil, I just I want to jump on and tell Tanya I absolutely support you and I walk with you. I I, I that fear thing, Phil. You know, you already cut my head off days ago. So <laughs> that part. So thank you again. And even though I wasn't, yes. I was on yes. mute. Hey, I'm gonna tell you. I, I will tell you this about Phil, y'all. I don't. As much as he laughs, he's serious. 
He will deliverance is real and he will not have you walking in air. He will not have you walking blind. He will make sure that you get the full one hundred thousand percent delivered in all those things and that you know what you walking in, you know your calling and that you no no fear, no nothing, nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. So Let me tell y'all you. something. Let me tell y'all something. Dr. I know God had her do this, but let me be very, very clear, okay? Some of us are feeling like she's doing this because we're going to get deliverance this month, but that ain't, that ain't the big the, – the bigger plan of God is he's activating a lot of you. That's what's going on. He's activating you. And it's just like with our deliverance trainers. They'll say, guess what? How are you going to minister deliverance if you ain't getting deliverance? Come on. So a lot of us, when we feel like we're getting some freedom delivered, even Tanya, that, that right there, that was some freedom. God needed her to renounce and come out of agreement with that. Now watch how doors start opening for Tanya going forward. I guarantee you, different people beginning to come to her out of the blue because the Lord needed this moment to be set up so she could come out of agreement with that word curse that was blocking her from going forth in this ministry with great power. This is a month of activation. You all are being activated in this thing. Hallelujah. You're not just coming on here just to get deliverance. No, you're coming to get activated, to be sent out, to minister freedom and liberty to the captives. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. Y'all think I'm just staying on here this long just to stay on here? Hallelujah. <laughs> you know Come on. No, there's yes. some activation taking place. Yes, yes, thank you. Hallelujah. Some of us go get it today. Some of us go get it next week. Some of us ain't going to get it till May 31st. Come on. But you're going to get it. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yes, I'll go. Um, thank God for all that I've heard. It was just just wonderful and marvelous in my eyes. I just want to uh, say that I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and uh, Evangelist Apostle Tanya, we're at, even before the deliverance started, uh, as she was ministering, um, I didn't think I had any unforgiveness, but the Lord began to just reveal uh, uh, people and even myself that I haven't forgave just while you were uh, ministering before we even begin the confession and the prayer. And I just want to say that God did use you. God did use you. And I just thank God, um, like uh, Elder Phillips said, that, you know, the deliverance and healing is for the saints. You know, I'm, I, you know I've been saved a long time. And even when we were praying, you know, I could feel, you know, the stuff coming up and out, you know, out of my belly. And, you know, I just kept pressing in because I'm not going to, go about be bound by the teaching that I have gotten down through the years that the saints can't have no devil, you know, but I thank God for you. And I thank God for the freedom. I thank God for the deliverance. And I thank God that, that yes, um, Elder Philip, um, Apostle Philip, I'm sorry about the titles, um, but that is so true that God is calling a lot of us to, uh, into activation. I was on a deliverance team um, probably like 20 years ago, but I didn't know what I was doing. I just followed the old saints, and I did what they said to do, and I got away from it because of whatever reason. 
But I just thank God that the deliverance, it, it is real. And we're going to have many, many more because we live in this filthy world. And I just thank God for everything that I've heard. And the scripture that God did give me was Luke 10, 19. And, and uh, Brother Philip uh, said it. And I just praise God for uh, the authority he has given us and, and that we that we praise God that our names are written in the land book of life, not so much that we could cast out a devil, but I just thank God for all that I've heard. God bless. Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else? Uh, this is Liberty again. Um, I just, uh, um, on YouTube, I just searched for the Apostle uh, Ivory um, Hopkins, and he did in a commentary on the movie um, Come Out in Jesus' Name, and I'm reading the comments, and I'm seeing the actual demon slayers that were in the movie. Um, they're, they're, they're in conversation with each other, and they're talking about deliverance, and they're talking about forgiveness right now. And um, I just want to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to dig deep into some of his videos. Um, so thank you for that lead. Uh, you better watch out now. Now, I'm going to tell you, look, that man right there, listen, listen, listen. I seen it with my own two eyes, okay? Now, before I saw it, Apostle Eckhart had already warned us, those of us that was new. You know, I was, I was, you know, I'm not one of them old-time crusaders people. You know, I got saved in 2009. Apostle Eckhart said, look, first time I brought this dude to the church, he said, I knew he was the one because he called out a, a spirit about man-hating. He said, and, and all the women in the church started throwing their shoes at him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. he said, if I got said, the women in the church started taking off their shoes and throwing them at him while he was casting the devil out, throwing their shoes at the man. He said right there, he said, oh, yeah, I got to bring this guy back. And he's been coming ever since. But I see that we was at a conference. Oh, my gosh. This man got up there, and for whatever reason, he was on one about the spirit of lust. And he was talking about how hotels say how much the, the how much porn is watched when there are Christian conferences, how much porn that, that, that hotels say is watched. And then this man went in his deliverance where he started walking through the audience, laying hands on people. Now, after the deliverance thing was over, I went out to my car to get something. When I come back in the lobby, there's this dude I know. And this dude was definitely living one foot in and one foot out. His parents were actually elders at the church. This grown man, I need to stress he was a grown man for what I'm about to say. This grown man is in the lobby crying in his mother's arms. He got a daddy, too. He's not a mama's boy. His mom and daddy together. He's crying. I'm talking about like he's six. This grown man crying in his mama's arms. <laughs> so I was sitting there freaked out. Like, I'm like, what's up with you, right? So I come up to him. I'm like, man, man, bro, you good? Like, like what's happening? You don't know. 
lost to the family something. He said, I never used to believe how we thought deliverance was fake all these years, right? <laughs> he said, Wow. Pastor Ivory came over there. <laughs> Dude said, I don't remember what he said. He called out. He said, that's thing he knows. He said, all, all of this snot flew out of his nose. But while it was flying out, all of this just flim, everything started flying out of his mouth. So he didn't have a time to catch nothing. It just all was just coming out. And he got so scared because all his stuff was just coming out. Y'all, when I say this man was crying like a baby, I am like, I'm understating it. Yo. <laughs> wow. Yeah, if anybody's interested, he has a whole YouTube channel and he has different um different videos about different types of deliverance. So I found one for me that I'm gonna watch it and he's teaching on prayer against delay and procrastination. That's the one I'm on today. Yes, come on. Get free. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Praise God. Praise God. I thank God for this call. My name is Alicia. I thank God for Dion. Oh, I love you so much, Dion. Um, I just want to share that from the time I signed on at the beginning when you were teaching about the deliverance and you mentioned about the movie uh, come out in Jesus' name, and I had been asking Holy Spirit for that time of deliverance. I was trained in deliverance, my godmother, my godbrother, but somehow got away from that. And I knew that I had been in some oppressive situations. So I'm going to tell you that day I got up, got dressed. I went to that movie in Vallejo. It was three people in the theater, <laughs> three people. And at the end, when he began going through the uh, renunciations. I believe I was the only one that stood up. And I'm telling you, I didn't care who was looking. I didn't care who was watching. I had brought my own personal paper towels, but I also got some napkins. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit moved. And um, when you all said about activation, I know it's that time for me for activation. So I've been on here since 6 o'clock myself. I thank God for uh, the call. I thank God for the declare. I thank God for the woman of God walking us through um, the renunciation, and I'm just praising God for what he is doing in his church, his church, his kingdom, for deliverance and bringing folks into freedom. Praise God. Come on. Come on. Amen. Come on. Um, I just have a question. Um, Yeah. If you're in a church that don't, I'm not going to say they don't believe it, but they don't allow the uh, Holy Spirit um, to move, to allow uh, deliverance to take place, and you in there and you know, you know, if, you know, if, if a spirit active, well, one time this guy manifested and a few brothers went to hold him down. He was like going like crazy, and he said something to the guy, and the dude just got up and just started you know, acting normal. Well, long story short, it was his brother. And he told his brother to get up off that floor. He interrupted his service 
and all of this stuff, what do you do if you're in there and you know uh, that uh, Holy Spirit is moving, but they, uh, the powers that be want to allow the Holy Spirit to move in the uh, ministry of deliverance, what do you do? So let me give you an example. I'm going to give you a, a real-life example. So I'm also part of a ministry called uh, Hub Ministry. I go there every Sunday night. Now, Hub Ministries is now fully embracing deliverance. They about to have the guy from the movie come out in Jesus' name. He's about to be headlining the Hub Conference at the end of this month. He and the guy Vlad. I needed to preface that to say, for years, Hub was like, yo, we ain't doing deliverance over here. Okay? Now, I've been there since 2012. I love them. They love me. They know how I get down. But there was a policy they had, and I understand why, you know, certain things, that personal things or whatever. And so we, we have to remember when we are in somebody else's house, if they say take off your shoes when you come in the house, you have two options. You take off your shoes or you leave their house. It's one or the other. But you have, you must adhere to somebody's rules when you're there. When we, when we try to do our own thing in somebody else's house, that's pride. So here it is, me, they know I'm minister deliverance. They've even sent people to me outside of the ministry to minister deliverance to people. But inside, I wouldn't minister no deliverance. It's okay. You flow with it. It's okay. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When you walking in this thing, trust me, people going to find you. I'm telling you right now, they're going to find you. So that, that person sitting there manifesting or whatever, look, you just pray under your breath or whatever. You pray and you ask God to set them free or move on the pastor's heart. But you sit there, you don't you don't come in trying to reinvent the wheel. Now, let me tell you what happened at Hub was really interesting because it went from, okay, don't do no deliverance here, to where a few times they'll come and get me and say, Okay, Philip, well only you can do it, but don't do it in here. Take them out somewhere else and go do it. To now we fully embrace the thing. But my point of the matter is, is none of that would have happened. If I was trying to force the will of God, whenever you go in somebody's house, you do what it is. You adhere to the rules of their house. God respects that. God honors that. I don't care if they're not doing deliverance, if they're not doing a prophetic or whatever. Nobody does deliverance more than Jesus. Nobody does the prof uh, prophetic more than Jesus. And even Jesus says, render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and unto God the things that are God's. Does that answer your question? Oh, yes, sir, it does. And I thank and praise God for that because Holy Spirit told me to sit right down. Um, but yep. this lady up at the church would always come to me, but she'll take me in the back room to have her, you know, go through uh, the prayer. But I just thank God for that. And I do follow, you know, the powers that be, you know, the leader that sit down as the Lord, you know, told, you know, thank you for that. Come on. In Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Y'all got me pumped up, hyped, excited out of this season. Let's go. Anybody else? We good? We straight? I would say a prayer. Father, we thank you so much for what you have done today and what you continue to do. We thank you, God, that you are laying foundation this month. Hallelujah. In this area. Thank you, Lord God, that you are breaking up the fallow ground and you are releasing new foundation. We decree, Lord God, that nothing can be laid except that thing that is in agreement with Jesus Christ and himself crucified. We bless everybody who was came on this line, staying on this line, came on for a quick second, even those, Lord, who got mad and got off. Lord, we lose your love over every single one of them. May your angels be dispatched to keep charge over them. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray right now for Dion. May you continue to keep her covered. May you continue to keep her protected. May you continue to advance her into new faith and into new glory. Father, we pray that you would silence any distractions, any voices of seduction or of the enemy that would try to turn her away. I pray that her face would be set like a flint. Hallelujah, for the things of you, Lord, that she will be unshakable. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless her and we bless this ministry. May it continue to grow and to increase and may more people get activated in this area of deliverance. In Jesus' name, I decree over everybody. Hallelujah. Even those that were on here but got off, go forth in great power and authority. In Jesus' name, amen. God wait, 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 before y'all hang up. Phil, please give out your cash app. Oh, okay. Well, my cash app is dollar sign, Philip M. Watson. Philip with one L, one L. Philip M. as in Matthew Watson. Philip M. Watson. I also got Zelle and I also got PayPal. And it's the same thing. It's my email, K as in kangaroo, A as in awesome, Z as in zebra, B as in boy, L as in Larry, A as in awesome, K as in kangaroo, one at gmail.com. That's cosblack1, K-A-Z-B-L-A-K-1 at gmail.com. I also got Venmo. If you want to do Venmo, Philip hyphen Watson hyphen 10. The number 10, I mean, one zero. Philip hyphen Watson hyphen one zero. All right. And again, my cash app is dollar sign Philip M. Watson. All right. Philip with one L. Thank you in advance for all who are blessing, sowing them seeds. Hallelujah. Many blessings. Absolutely love you. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Jesus, Jay. Love you all. <laughs> All right, y'all. We got off just in time before we got kicked off. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. All right, y'all. Peace.